What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from Weston Cigars inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. This is Mark. This is Mo. <laughs> Are you sure? It feels like something you're not 100% sure of. Now. And just so you know, I'm keeping that dead ear. <laughs> and, and she put her head, hand on her face. Hey, Mark, what did we talk about literally 12 seconds ago? Uh, what order we were going in and what we were going to call each other. And in order, right? And who right. brought up that question? Um, Mary Yes. <laughs> and then we discussed it where we said very clearly what order we were going in. Uh-huh. And who yeah. seemed surprised about the order? <laughs> because we still have one person to introduce. We do. Somebody I'm excited to finally have on the podcast. So I'm, I'm backing away now. So the, okay. the floor is y'all's. So who, uh, we have a fourth guest that's we do. long overdue. So uh, my partner in life, um, do you want to say something? Hello, my name's Paula. Your name is Paula, or Little Bear, my little bear. Yes. Aww. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and uh, we've talked a bunch about you on, on air. I'm sure she hasn't heard any of it, by the way. Yeah, I don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've heard the first three episodes. That's true, because you made me in the I did. car. I trapped. did, because we talked a lot about you in those first three episodes. And I thought You're talking like, like first thing is like, like 30, number 32, like, yeah. early, oh, like, oh, like early, early. I thought she should her, hear my telling of the Vegas story mm, so okay. that she could defend herself if ever someone heard it and and <laughs> wanted to ask questions about it. Yes. Yes. So, so we have the wives on. We do. This Holy. is pretty exciting. Mo has become a regular contributor to the show, yeah. which I, I adore and I love. Thank you very much. I really like when you when you hit your marks though. That's that's yeah. primo. <laughs> <laughs> You, you assume I was actually paying attention to right. I was. I think we both were because you asked the question. You're right. <laughs> that was why and we assumed like, that. For some I, reason, it just didn't <laughs> register that you were starting the show. So I wasn't it's paying attention. I mean, I've only done this. I've only done the same intro 151 <laughs> times at this point. <laughs> yes. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So before we get into the the bulk, bulk of what this show is, we are smoking the LFD Colorado Oscuro Numero three. Yep. Um, it is a Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Dominican binder filler. It's a five by 50 Robusto. Yep. Um, yeah, that's about it. So Paula's not smoking tonight. You don't smoke anymore. No. You have smoked in the past. Early 20s. Early 20s. We've smoked various things, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but you've also smoked cigars. We used to sm- smoke in the back of the lines that we owned in Springfield. Yes. Uh, with Joe and Rob, and we'd hang out on Friday nights because they closed um, early. Yes. And we'd hang back there with Joe and Rob, and we'd drink beer and, and um, watch TV or whatever and just hang with good friends till 2 in the morning and, and do fun things. Let, let me ask you this, Mark, because I feel like the Cigar Lounge, a lot of guys treat it as like their sanctuary to get away from their wife and yeah. stuff. I am one of the... Other side, I love having Mo up here yeah. and smoking smoking a cigar with me. Like I don't want to like have to like a lot of people like do that to get away. Yeah, fuck that. I like enjoying this ritual with, with her. her. With her, yeah. So um, when I want to get away from people, Paula is included in that list. Mm-hmm. Yes, when I want absolutely. To be on, yeah, <laughs> and she's the same way. But I don't. There, that's just everybody. When I want to get away, yeah. Um, I, she's one of my favorite people to hang with otherwise. Yeah. Um, so I don't exclude her from the hanging time. Yeah. I don't need to sit with the guys, um, 
Um, she can, she has been a large part of my guy crew for a long time. Yeah. Um, she doesn't enjoy cigar smoking, so she doesn't come up here very often, but mm-hmm. I have come up. Before. Yeah. We did the whole, uh, with it, star Wars thing and yes. then they, uh, yeah. loved all those and yeah. So. She actually likes scar smoking more than she likes Star Wars, I think. <laughs> She's I actually eight. like playing the poker when, when you guys play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, remember, I remember when, yeah, whenever, I guess whenever I was not even a worker yet and just a regular, when you were fairly new, I remember yeah. you all would come up on Thursdays. Yeah, it would be Dee and Ray and, mm-hmm. and, and you and then and poor little me and Steve would be trapped <laughs> at a table. <laughs> I do not miss poker days, I'll tell you that right now. I know. I'm, I've actually might have heard that from you. Oh, I have people ask me all the time, when's it come back? Um, as long as I'm on Thursdays, no. Oh. <laughs> that was that was one of the trades. Like, yeah. you want to go back to 10? I don't want to deal with poker. Yep. So, uh, in, in, Thursday's been football starting back up, and so uh, so Thursdays will be pretty popular for other reasons now. Yep. It was a pretty good weekend football-wise. I, I know the Chiefs lost, so that's good. <laughs> it, well, it wasn't pretty. I will tell you that. So, so somebody came in uh, to a newer couple. I haven't seen them before. And they're like, how are you doing? And this was towards the very end of the game, like fourth quarter, five minutes left or whatever. She's like, how are you doing? I was like, how are you doing? If there's anything, let me, let me know. And she asked, like, how are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm stressful, but I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so. We watched the end. So uh, the Browns did rally? The no, Browns, the Browns, Browns did, did not. not. I'm giving Aaron a hard time. Oh. This is playful banner right here. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but on, on a more important note, college football matters now in Arkansas. Man, let me tell you. Like, I know I've always said, like, I don't give two shits what Arkansas does. Because I'm not an Arkansas fan. I'm a Kansas fan, which Kansas lost to Coastal Carolina this week, which is almost given at this point because they're ranked by the way coastal they, they are. And, ranked and i didn't realize in, that they were ranked they're, in, they're, they're I mean, they're a good team yeah um yeah but but sec football specifically in arkansas today or this week um yeah that was cool because we were driving back from memphis yesterday listening to the game and then got home and i watched the rest of it and just seeing just that was the biggest crowd arkansas ever, arkansas has ever had yeah. At, at the stadium. And then we had a few people up here um, went to that game. So they were talking about it and they said it was just so deafening and loud they couldn't hear anything. Yeah. And where they were sitting was one of the entry points to the field. And it was just like a sea of people was just like jumping over them. To get on the to field. To get on the field, yeah. I love the quote, uh, Arkansas beat Texas. And in case if you wonder if that game matters to mm-hmm. Arkansas, um, I assume it matters to Texas, although Texas a- a- acts like nothing matters but Oklahoma. And, mm-hmm. and I understand Oklahoma yeah. is a big rivalry. Um, but in case you wonder if it matters to Arkansas people, uh, they stormed the field after dominating mm-hmm. Texas yesterday. And I don't know they who whipped their ass. I don't know who was calling the game, but what they said it was, was Greg McElroy. So what he said was Arkansas hates Texas more than they like themselves. Yes. And I've never heard that before. And I was like, as somebody who's like on the outside looking in, I 100% agree with that statement. I mean, all but, my friends were just all day long were like horns down, horns down. And I even I even threw up like a post on Discord, which nobody really fucking knew about. Because I don't know if we really have any Longhorn fans on that. No, I don't but, know. But uh, I was like, you know what? It, it got me in the so spirit Red, because it was, good, it was a good game. Red was up here last night and we were watching Red's <laughs> a Texas fan. Um, and so, which I, I found that out today. Yeah. Ryan and, and Tim were back here and they're not really, uh, they weren't, they're not really Arkansas or Texas fans. And Ryan's not even a sports fan. 
So I was explaining to him the horns down, which is disrespectful and gets you 15 yards in college football. And he said, more than like flipping somebody off. And I said, yeah, actually, you can flip somebody off in college football. That's not really a problem. But if you horns down against Texas, that's mm-hmm. a 15-yard penalty. It's, it's like doing the U down to right. Miami. Right. Yeah, no, that's just like. Except for uh, Miami, University of Miami. <laughs> as, well, I guess about, it's been irrelevant as long as the as, University as of Texas, Texas has. <laughs> yeah. But um, they stormed the field, and the announcer, not Greg McElroy, the other guy, goes, in case you wonder if college football rivalries matter. Mm-hmm. There you go. And it was, but the people up here were just a lot. In a few years, they'll be able to experience that every year. Every so year. that was They're a nice little entry point, like, welcome Texas to the SEC. They, they, Texas had a freshman quarterback who mm-hmm. was, uh, if he had thrown, he'd been able to throw the ball on the spot, they would have been a lot closer game. But, um, that defense, though. Holy defense shit. lit it up. They they were fired up. I'd like so. to see. I mean, what's also we're getting on tangent here for college football, but Sam Pittman, the coach for Arkansas, he wants to be here to coach Arkansas. So that means yeah. even more because we've lately we've had a few coaches. It's kind of like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Again, outside looking in, it was cool if you know you have a guy who yeah. can create a defense like what he's doing, and yeah. then they pull that shit. Yeah. You know what? I mean, they're in the top 25 now. So they're well, sitting at uh, 24 and AP at 20. So funny. I know. We'll see. Well, live live sporting events, I was energized to watch the crowd be mm-hmm. so excited. Um, and that cycles into our topic tonight. Yes. Which is live um, music events. Um, that's why Paula's on because while she didn't feel comfortable talking about albums because she, and to quote yourself, you don't remember what's on what album. <laughs> okay. You and I have seen a ton of concerts together, though. Absolutely. We love going to concerts. We do. And uh, you and I have seen, I don't know, 100 concerts, a couple hundred concerts together. Probably. And uh, <clears throat> and so we're going to talk about our favorites, our least favorites, um, what makes a good concert tonight. We're going to talk about um, people who suck. Um, we're going to talk why they <laughs> suck. We're going to talk about whatever um, whatever comes our way, and we'll, without question, run down a million rabbit holes. So, so do you, so you want to give the categories now, or do you yep. want to go no, that's a great place idea. by place? No, we're going to go, um, what makes a great concert? We'll start with that, and we'll go around the room on that. And then we're going to talk about our, our favorite concerts. And I'm, I'm going to limit it roughly at two. I have seven, because I can't count. <laughs> Um, two artists that are still touring or could be touring, but I, um, that you'd really like to see, uh, artists that uh, are no longer touring either through a lack of breathing or, or are no longer touring, um, that you wish you had seen, um, someone you saw in your genre. So I can't like pick, Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I really w- don't want to see Megadeth or something, yeah. even though that's not my genre. Somebody you've seen who is disappointing or you did not like in concert. Mm-hmm. And then somebody in your genre just generally who you don't um, like that you probably should. Like everybody goes, really? You don't like? Yeah. You don't like Willie Nelson? Right? <laughs> You're a country guy. That's not who I'm going to say because I love Willie yeah. Nelson. But I am kind of in I, I, I kind of. I'm I'm wondering what yours would be. I I think this would might come as a shocker for me. I think. Okay. 
But um, I, I, I have an easy answer, and then I, because I feel then like I have I can, a couple I, like harder answers that I'm not as sure of. Well, I feel like I can throw like one genre in there, but I won't do that. I won't tease it too far because I, I feel like before you answer, I'll I want to guess just to see if I'm anywhere close. Okay. But uh, all right, who wants okay. to start us off then? So Paula, um, do you want to start off? What makes a great concert for you? Um, so I think having a good seat and, yes. uh, so bathrooms closed, <laughs> right? Cause the thing you objected to when, when I told our Vegas story uh-huh. about the thing she objected to <laughs> I remember you telling this. was that you got, you, when I called you out as, um, as you were kind of like highfalutin, you mm-hmm. were kind of bougie about your seats you were high maintenance about the seats. I think that's what the word you use was high maintenance. Because you... I want nice seats and I want the availability of nice bathrooms. Okay. <laughs> and that's when we went to... Route 91. For three days. Okay. And uh-huh. they have access to nicer bathrooms. And we were paying for an area with a nicer bathroom. Yeah. That was a choice. That was a selection. They have group pairing. That was a... That was a choice pairing. Yes. The, okay. And the bathrooms were uh, approximately 25, and they were the really high-end porta-potties. The ones with, like, the sink and everything <laughs> in, in it? In the air-condi- Air-conditioned bathrooms. Those were, like, were. like, the trailer style? Yes. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. And Versus regular porta-potties. Yeah, but like construction those, stuff that I do. Those with. seats yeah. were... Those seats for three days were. Do you know how much those seats were? Did we ever discuss that? No, and I don't care because they were nice. Those seats were like $2,400 a piece. (laughs) That's nothing to turn your nose up to, though. I mean, you you need a good bathroom. But we bought those on the secondary market. We bought them on the secondary market. They were great seats. And the whole concert was awesome because you had the wristband where you could go get beer. It wasn't free, Mm. but you didn't have to, like, pull money out of your watch. You just, like, scanned it. it. Ah. Yeah. So, yes, great seats. We, and you define great seats not necessarily as front row. No, I'm not saying that. It has to be able to, where comfortable. you could, comfortable, where you could see the artist, and and decent bathrooms. Yes, yeah. I'm sorry. So I, I I see this. I see, I my take on the on the seats was like I, so. I've seen Trans Siberian Orchestra a few times. I always saw them like up high in the secondary level, and it's like I want to get closer one year. So I, one year we went and we got pretty low and close. That show sucks that close because it, it's such like a laser show. You got to ha- the, the higher, the higher the seat, it's just more show to see. And it's so much better. I think it depends on the band that yeah. you're seeing for sure. Right. So I, I like Eric church as close on the floor, as close as you can get. You want to get like sweated on. I want to get sweat on. <laughs> now she doesn't because. She is not as tall as I am. <laughs> I feel you on that. And yes. I think a lot of the taller guys tend to want to go up front. Right. And I just want to be as far from the front as possible so I can actually see something. Right. So when we saw our church here, we got seats on the side that were like two rows up, and you probably like those better. Get me on the floor. Get me as close to the. I want to be <laughs> because because you and I are the same. But like, not you many get people on the floor. To... You always want to be on the row on the end. That's so why I have more leg room. So you have more leg room, but which puts me behind someone. I know. 
that I can't see over. But you could sit on my shoulders. You're right. Like you're going <laughs> to let me sit on your shoulders. True. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So what else makes a great concert for you? Um, the artist being into, sorry, uh, the artist being into the, uh, the concert. Like stage presence? Stave's stage presence. Yeah. So who, who that you've, who have you seen that is good and bad at that? Okay. Well, that gets into. Okay. I, you're jumping. You're jumping. jumping. Okay. You're going what else, script. what else makes a great, <laughs> no. Come on, moderator. Ma, you're, yeah. What else makes a good concert? Um, uh, so like also another thing is if a, uh, concert, uh, if on artist does something such as, um, a few years ago, uh, Eric church had a song called devil devil and he had in the, um, concert where he had a blown up devil that came out in the middle of it. And he, and he did that. It mm -hmm. was like a trick. It was, it was, it was a big blow up skull, like with thing and it would come out from the like back of the floor and it would come out over the stage okay right. or like carrie underwood had the floated stage, across had yeah. the had the had the um, crystal glass stage that would rise up and go back that was cool and then go back and then go back down so you we had floor seats so we could see right up her skirt <laughs> <laughs> that was what, actually cool i remember that what's crazy is like the 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 stage hands that can tear that shit down in about 10 minutes and move it to the next destination mm -hmm. yeah unreal like yeah. roadies and stuff like that are so underappreciated yes like have you seen the video of the roadie for um Oh, shit, what's his name? Uh, the big blues guy, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, where he breaks a string um, like in the middle of, I think that he was playing like South by Southwest or something like that, breaks a string, doesn't miss a beat, unstraps his guitar, the roadie straps the, his guitar back to him, and then right then he starts playing the solo again. And that got a huge reaction from the crowd. Oh, sure. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, I mean, that's, that's great. Brown. Yeah. Oh, that's what, yeah. Jackson Brown has the song mm -hmm. about roadies. Mm-hmm. That's just re remarkable. Stevie yeah. Ray Vaughan is, I mean, obviously he he was hard on guitars because his, oh, his so many strings, so many strings, but uh, yeah, that that's amazing. Um, the the story about um, Carrie Underwood, we actually had floor tickets because it was her birthday, and Joe and Rob were actually in the upper deck. It was in Springfield, and and she went over us, mm -hmm. and so joe and i are texting back and forth because i am seriously looking up her skirt what she was wearing like boy shorts underneath yeah. you couldn't see anything she knew he was a pervs like you yeah. oh but dude the main artist is above your head where am i supposed to look she's yeah. giving it to you right that's where you're supposed to look i mean like it's not like i'm like trying to cop a look yeah it's like Carrie Underwood's right above you. <laughs> yeah, but then the all difference is like, click. Oh, I did not take a picture. I did, I did. not take a picture. She did. I did not take a picture. I didn't want to be that She's guy. She's on a glass stage above yeah. me. You don't think we're taking all pictures? <laughs> but Joe and I are debating whether her leg, he's, he's going, she's got to have the best looking legs. And I'm going, dude, I've had a really close up look. I'm saying they're nice. But I, I don't know, you know. Creepy now. It is. But on the other <laughs> hand, she had she has an amazing voice. So yeah. yeah. But that was that was another trick that was was pretty good. Yep. So anything else? Um that that was the three on my list. 
So Aaron, what makes a good concert from Aaron's perspective? So from Aaron's perspective, the uh, the bulk of the music I like is I don't want to say underground, but it's not so much radio friendly like traditional FM radio. Like you'll you'll hear more in like XM and stuff. So to me, I like the small intimate venues yep. like Vinos, Juanitas, stuff like that. I've seen two concerts in a stadium and I did not enjoy it um, because I always feel weird. It's like, do I stand or do I sit? It's just, I don't know like the rules, I guess for big stadiums. Who did you see in a big stadium? Oh Lord. Um, it was some like, um, I don't even know who it was. This was like 20 years ago and it was this like, this church winter fest with like a bunch of different artists and stuff. Cause and most like you go see a big act who's like, like, okay. If I was going to go see like uh food fighters at Altel, you stand. Yeah. You stand. So you, like even in the, like this, sure. yeah, okay. yeah. you're standing, you see, <clears throat> you go see Eric church. You go see, mm. you, you see uh, now. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you stand. The answer is for most of the acts you're going to see, like you see, you go see Metallica, you yeah. stand. Yeah. No, so I, I like I like the shows where it's a smaller setting, smaller sure. intimate stuff, and then when the band is done, like they'll go hang out at the merch booth, and then you can talk to the talk yep. to them, sure, interact. You know, I've gotten so many like shirts and CDs signed from bands just because I got done with their set. So my thing is, whenever I go see a show, I will buy something from every band there just because they're not a lot of the the undercard people they're just making it just on tips and merch alone so i mean a 20 a 20 buck shirt you know i i have a million fucking band shirts and i'll i just like adding to the collection stuff so my main thing is i like the small venues that are just you know it's more streamlined to the type of music that i listen to so paula is also a huge shirt collector Yes. She is wearing "Good Girls Go to uh, Never Miss Church," yeah. which is an Eric Church um, concert shirt. She, she's got in pink, which I'm sure is your favorite color. Yeah, hey, you know what? I rock the pink. My thing is, I like pink, but I have a very like pink hue to me as it is, <laughs> and then all the red hair. I get washed out so easy. Like uh, it just doesn't work. So that's that, why I just yeah, you get washed out. <laughs> I, I just look like a naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many black concert t- uh, yeah, t-shirts that I try to get as many colored ones as I can. Uh, so. I just got black black t-shirts all day for me, pretty much. Other than today, I'm wearing my Chiefs jersey. So you are. Did you give yourself a ten percent discount? <laughs> I gave I gave myself a better one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. What else do you? What, what else makes a good concert for you? Um, the so a lot of a lot of people now are doing like kind of taking from the big shows where they're doing like a VIP setup where if it's like $15 at the door, which that's kind of like the sure. price wise with the stuff I listen to, like they have ones where it's $65 and you can see like an acoustic set beforehand, meet the band, you'll mm-hmm. get a poster and stuff like that. A lot more of the bands I like are doing that. Bayside does that at damn near every show. Dance game and dance. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the shit that I like. They're doing more of the personalized experience. Making it, yeah, making it a little more better for the followers and stuff like that because they they know that 
even if they've been around for 15 years, 20 years, like Bayside, they're on their 21th anniversary tour right now. 21st. 21st. Yeah. Did he say 20 once? 20 once? He did. <laughs> I, I just helping him out. <laughs> it but, is the 21th. <laughs> listen. Um, well, because what I'm saying is because they were, last year, they're supposed to be on their 20th. Right. Their and the 20 next years one of, is the 21. I know, but it's the 20 years of bad luck tour, but they cha- changed it to the 21st. And then my brain was like, nope, I'm just going to stop thinking. So, yes, they're, they've no been worries. around for 21 years, but yeah, I've never, ever heard one of their songs on the radio. So yeah. they, they, they have a big following, but yep. they're never going to be super mainstream, sure. but they, 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 re, they kind of are cult. Yeah. And, and that's what, I mean, they say Bayside is a cult. I have a shirt that says yeah. Bayside is a cult. And she was like, you really bought a shirt that says Bay, like you're, you're a member of a cult. Like, yeah, it's Bayside. So. Bayside is a cult. Um, yeah. So they, they kind of make it for the diehards. Because they take that, I know like Eric Church does that shit, and yeah. there's a bunch of other people that. But Fan it does, clubs is but it doesn't money. cost like fucking three hundred dollars. It's fifty yeah. bucks more or whatever. So Eric Church's fan club is like thirty five bucks, but then they sell like a uh, a box mm-hmm. where you might keep drug paraphernalia in there with like rolling papers and a and a. a thing. Sta- you get a stash box. A stash box for four hundred and fifty bucks is what they sell it on, but it's like hand carved wood. It's like beautiful. That would be cool. And there's only like ever like 200 of them made. And like they have like, he sells like a lot of limited edition stuff just to the have you church ever, choir. Have you ever bought a stash box? Have you ever thought about buying a stash? Just, even just for the collection. You're not going to use it. 100% but. I thought about buying that stash box. That would be pretty cool. And uh, I've owned a stash box. Sure. Because I know like, like Dance Gavin Dance, they, they, they sell personalized grinders. Yeah, sure. So. Oh, oh, so does Eric Church. Oh, do Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not sure you, I mean, I know you don't know any Eric Church songs, but his, he has a song called Smoke a Little Smoke. Yeah. Hey, country guys, they. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Willie Nelson, once again, hey. one of the greatest Willie Nelson songs ever, ever done was uh, Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I'm Gone. The only person who, who Snoop Dogg has said, I cannot out, out, out smoke. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Merle Haggard and those guys, those yeah. guys, those guys, they, they didn't lack for party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's mine. So Mo, what do you, what are your, what do you, what makes a good concert for you? So I, I have three main things. Um, one is the venue seating. So if it's, even if it's a, if there's a general admission area, I do appreciate having a seat if I choose so to have like a seat. So you like being able to sit if I want, Yeah, occasionally, if yeah. I want to. Is, is that short girl problems? Yes, absolutely. That's five foot problems? Absolutely. Well, I Mezzanine. like being able to sit. I actually agree with that because there's got to be, because if you're going to, for four hours, you're going to stand and yeah. you're going to yell at the top of your lungs yeah. and you might be drinking beer and you might be whatever. <laughs> A little 10-minute break from time to time to right. be sitting down is a great idea. That's Mezzanine a good one. section, first row, um, at the rail, perfect. Oh, that's, so, perfect. Our, so our comedy show uh, seats, that's yes. where we go for comedy yes. shows. Okay. Yep. Um, another thing is sound quality. So you, you go into a show thinking that that's just a given. You're going to get good sound. But again, I guess that ties into the venue. Sometimes it just sucks. Bad acoustics. Yeah, and stuff like that. bad acoustics. Um, and the third thing is crowd. If there are 
people talking in the background, having side conversations, which I've been to different types of concerts, large venues, amphitheaters, smaller shows, um, and bar shows. And in every single one of those scenarios, you'll always have people having side conversations in the background. So crowd to me actually can really damper my experience. If I hear too much distraction going on, because then why are you here? You You know what I mean? Yep, 100%. So that's that's it. Those are good ones. Um, And I I think you guys have hit a lot of of them that I have. Um, I'm going to, so I'm going to go out of my order. Great, great crowd is, is one for me. And I think a crowd can be both negative and positive. So I've been in crowds where it has been so electric in the crowd, both in small arenas and big arenas. And I know Aaron hasn't had positive big arena experience. I have where just everybody's in, it's just like this energy and it's all focused and everybody's a go. Um, and it just, it's this communal sort of thing, right? And it's just, everybody's fired up. Um, and I've been in, um, and I've been in small places. Steve and I saw the Cleverleys at Four Quarters, which is a nice setup. <laughs> and it, 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 there were so many people having side conversation, it annoyed the band. Mm. <clears throat> now, we were upstairs, and it didn't impact us at all. And they were awesome live. They were, like, really they're really good. They're like, they're tight live. Like they sound good and they're fun and they're funny. And they're all the things you'd hope that a bluegrass band that covers um, hip hop stuff would be right. They're just, they're tight. They're funny and they're great live. Um, But they annoyed the band. There was so much talking and we've been in situations like that where you just go, we had a couple, we were seeing a, a band. I don't even remember who the concert was in St. Louis couple broke up next to us and yeah. you're just going okay well then why don't you two leave right yeah. like they like, broke up in the middle of the concert oh yeah broke up in the middle of the concert so we had the same seats for like five six seven years like we and joe and rob joined us the last couple of years but you'd get the same two seats so the same people would sit next to you for 10 concerts that summer um, and one summer they, they, they broke up and then the next concert they were making up and, oh. was, and then the next concert, then he had a different girlfriend and mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, it was drama. And you're just <laughs> going, dude, sell your seats, right? You're not fun to sit next to. Um, and so, um, but that, so it can definitely drive that. But I've been at concerts where, um, people just go, just, they're so into it like you are that it just, it elevates the yeah, concert. Yeah. And so they can go both directions, mm-hmm. and I've experienced both of those. So that, great, uh, the crowd is definitely can be a negative and a positive. Um, <clears throat> um, so so that, and I, I think the seats is, you know, I think the things you mentioned, I'm going to throw in a couple other things. I think an artist that's high energy. Um, I've been to artists that sit and just stand on stage, um, and they're great but that isn't my gig, right? Um, you know, I, I enjoy that, but I like somebody who, who can interact with the crowd and drives the crowd. So you go see somebody who's really high energy, and I like that. Somebody who has that, as Aaron said, stage presence, somebody who's got that, that it on stage. Um, 
And then I, uh, so then the other thing which I'm going to call out that nobody else has mentioned, I think one of the keys to a great concert is great musicians. So a lot of times you have people who put out good songs and they're fun and they're okay musicians. Um, that's fine. You know, it can make for a fun show and, um, you know, you go and have a couple beers and have a good time. But I think great concerts make, are made with great musicians. So you can really see they have the ability to improvise on stage and that musicianship really shows through. So you go see somebody like um, <clears throat> Zach Brown and their band is so good that they can play Whip and Post by the Almonds, they can play Adelaide, they can play whatever they want and it sounds fresh and tight and awesome. And the fiddler player from Zach Brown, I would pay money to, to hear him fiddle. And everybody <laughs> else can go away because he's that good. Yeah. Just musicianship. And finally, I'm a country music fan. So no. I know. So one of the things that I think makes a great country concert is songs that you're familiar with that the crowd sings along to. Now, not every song, but these big anthems at country concerts where there's this big sort of back and forth singing event with the crowd is one of the things that I think Paula and I really enjoy. So when Eric sings My Hometown or Springsteen and the crowd knows every word and there's the back and forth and it's this big communal sing-along, I realize that's not a metal thing, right? No, he's, I, I hate that. Right, a lot of people do. But within the country concert, uh, environment that's that is a very enjoyable experience for me so i throw that in as that's something that i enjoy now every song no yeah but the the big anthems for sure so um and i can go see concerts where i don't know every song or i don't know any of the songs if a lot of those other things are true so so that's that's a great con you know what makes a great concert i think it'd be interested to hear if we miss something I mean, for me too, I was thinking price because again, a lot of the shows I see, you just pay at the door, 20 bucks at the door. Yeah. You're in, you're seeing four bands and stuff. That's now, pretty awesome. A lot of concerts now, if you go like, if you have to go through Ticketmaster, you got some fucking crazy ass fees and then it's 150 bucks for a ticket. I mean, that's just, and by what's the average ticket price now, probably for something that big, 200 bucks or more. So the George Strait is coming to North Little Rock, yeah. uh, over to, and his top ticket price is two nineteen. But when you're done yeah. adding the fees, it'll probably be three hundred, two sixty. Yeah. I think it'll probably yeah. two sixty, two seventy. Now there are cheaper tickets, yeah, um, and they'll be certainly they 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 never advertise. They have, Ticketmaster has this concept called platinum tickets, where you can get like the super primo tickets. Mm -hmm. And those tickets are like five hundred or a thousand. Oh, like we, we we were looking and <laughs> we were buying tickets for Vegas for Eric Church, and the tickets next to us are some of the we got really good seats, but the tickets next to us were like triple our price, and we paid one hundred and fifty bucks, but we got really good seats. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm, the bulk of my stuff. It's twenty yeah. bucks at the door. If you're over twenty one, you get a wristband. If you're under, you get a giant black X on your hand. Yeah. And that's that's what they did at the door. So we'll go, what is the favorite concert you've ever seen? 
And we can go, let's go to the same order, babe. I'm going to start with you. Are you okay with that? The one, just one? Two, two, two. three. Okay. So what, what's your favorite concerts that you've ever seen? Okay. So uh, we bought concert packs down in Maryland, um, uh, St. Louis area. Um, and there was a few that I liked down in that area. Maryland Heights. Maryland Heights. Yeah. There was a uh, Luke Bryant, uh, Jason Aldean. When Luke was uh, first coming out, and he uh, he came on uh, first, and Jason Aldean was the main thing. Right. And that night, when Luke came on, it was uh, uh, people were like surprised because <laughs> he only had a couple of songs on. But he brought down the house. He rocked it. I mean, he just was fabulous. And he was undercard? He was the undercard. Oh, was opening? The, one of the openings? Yes. Those two toured together for three or four years together. Yes. But they were both they were both coming up at the same time mm-hmm. and they, they they toured together right. for a long time. But usually the undercard you um, usually you would like, you know, not you somebody you, of your status. Yeah. yeah. You usually didn't stand for the second, for the second act. You usually yeah. went and got your beer refilled <laughs> and <laughs> the bathroom run and yeah. stuff like that. No, you stood for Luke Bryan. You watched Luke Bryan. He was charisma that night. We rocked it that night. Luke was, Luke's a good show. I mean, Luke's high energy. Luke wears skinny jeans. And he could <laughs> dance. Oh, God. Okay, that doesn't actually matter to me. <laughs> coming, from the one, coming from the one who wanted, to, had the crystal floor for whatever right. her name is. Right. Well, he wears, he wears, yeah. I mean, he can dance. No, is he, he's, is, he's a dynamic entertainer. Is he, is he, His legs are really skinny. <laughs> His legs are skinnier than Carrie Underwood's. <laughs> I mean, he's got a small butt, too. I mean, really, I'm just saying. <laughs> he could he shake it all big, night long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, really, Carrie Underwood's more, uh, you know, built than he is. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, the, and Jason Aldean was, was up next, and he also rocked it that night. Yeah. That was That was a fabulous concert. It was a good concert. Aldean's a little more rocky than Luke Bryan is. Right. But, yeah. Yep. Right. And then um, I had... Uh, for another concert was Eric Church. Um, Which one was that? Um, well, I originally... We've seen Eric Church like 10 times. <laughs> yeah. See, and to me, that number seems small. As much, Yeah, as much as you've... I've heard you say you've seen him, like, it feels like it should be more than that. Yeah, probably should, but it's only 10. But it's hard to get to Eric Church's concerts for us, so... He yeah. only tours every other year. A lot of those guys tour every year. And is, Arca- and is, is, is Arkansas a stop for these people? Eric's next year, next March. Okay. They don't they don't crush it around here. The yeah. problem is in Arkansas, like when we were back home, they would go to Bloomington, they'd go to Chicago, they'd go to St. Louis. So you could catch them a couple times in a year. But in Arkansas, it's Dallas. Yeah. It's Nashville, Memphis, something yeah. like right. that. They don't yeah. go to Memphis how often, really? actually. So... Um, I, I like the, when we went to, I, I realized that um, I like the one in Bloomington, but I also like the one when we went up to St. Louis uh, before. The very first time we saw him in St. Louis. Yeah, when, when we had the four seats. 
Yeah. Oh, the first one in St. Louis yeah. after the, okay. Before. The, before the shooting. Yeah. So one with Joe and Rob. Yeah. Okay. That was in 2016, 15. Yeah. 2015. Okay. That was the first time we saw her. So this, technically seen her <laughs> 10 times in six years. So yeah. that's oh, okay. a lot. Yeah, I guess that is. That's that's a good amount. I mean, he's he's only been out for eight, ten years. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of his discography is pretty good size, yeah. isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he cranks out some albums. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, anybody else? Um, I was trying to think of all the concerts that we. Uh, Kenny Chesney. You you do like you do like you the Kenny Chesney. I am a Kenny Chesney fan. Yeah. Kenny Chesney is one of those guys you see live. I, so the first time I saw Kenny Chesney, um, Tommy B is is listening right now. First time, I wasn't really a huge Kenny Chesney fan until I saw him live. And then you get him when you see him live because you think, ah, it's all an act and whatever. And then you see him live and you think, nah, he's just a Rastafarian motherfucker. Like, do you, do you, are you like the Puka Shell era Kenny Chesney or has that like been his whole time? His whole time. Oh, okay. And so, and then you see him live and you just go, he's just a Rastafarian motherfucker. <laughs> and then you just sort of just, and then you just sort of adjust to that. Yeah. And then you say, you know what? I dig that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. And he, um, he's, he, um, I just like, so, and I think his last three albums have been totally awesome. Build, Better Boat is one of, I think, one of the great songs about just trying to get by in life. Like, I'm just trying to build, I'm just trying. That's not about a boat? It's it's actually, uh, no. It's about trying, I, I'm just, my whole life is around just trying, I'm just trying to build a better boat. I'm just, just efforting. Just, yeah. just back the fuck up. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm trying really hard and quit judging me so hard, right? right. And it's, it's a great song. I love My Blue Chair. My blue chair is a great song. He, yeah, is that the uh, my tractor sexy guy? <clears throat> yes. So here's a small world. My old. You think my tractor sexy? No, that's not that small. <laughs> my old cabinet shop. Our old cut guy. His name was Abel. His ex-wife is a songwriter. She wrote that song. Oh wow! Wow! And she that's... got. Aid. Yeah, I was just about <laughs> yeah. to say, for the record, that was a huge song. It yes. was a huge song. <laughs> yes. That's not one of my favorite Kenny Chesney songs, but that was a huge song. So he heard it He heard it before anybody else heard it because somebody else played it, and then they sold it to, to Kenny. So he was like, yeah, I heard that song before anybody else. That's that's awesome. That's a, I mean, that's, that's classic uh-huh. bro country, yeah. but he does a good job on it. My... Uh, I mean, I, he's written, I mean, he's, he's, he's recorded some pretty awesome stuff. And I think what I was surprised at was I didn't realize country artists had ghostwriters. So I think the, that's what, what shocked me. There's a huge writing complex within the Nashville scene. And there's a lot of guys who, you know, Jason Aldean's one of right. them who don't write most of their stuff. Really? So I, I, in that now Eric church, he is one of the guys. So like the church choir people will tell you that he's the best because he writes most of his stuff with people, right? But he writes most of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Having said that, everybody's different. Just enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. You're overthinking it. But it, within Nashville, there's a huge music writing community. 
like Chris Stapleton, for example, who you know, because we've talked about Tennessee. He Westy. seems like one that writes his own music. Chris Stapleton wrote, was a songwriter who then released his own album. He okay. wrote like stuff for like Darius Rocker and a ton of people when d- and, and Luke Bryan. He wrote, um, yeah. I'm going to sit right here and, and drink a beer, right? Which is a song about losing a friend and how he's heartbroken. So he's just going to sit right here and he's going to drink a beer and think about his friend. There were some other artists that kind of came up that way that I know in the country music, but I forget the, forget his name. It's the song is like running away with the warden's daughter or something like that. And he has a, he has a weird country name. It's a guy curly hair. This is good radio talk right here. Let me tell you. It is. And I'm not <laughs> sure of who would be a curly haired guy. Uh, just You're not talking Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton writes some of his stuff. You're talking about Old Red, the song about... No. Uh, no. He's, he's typing into his phone, curly hair country guy. No, not Blake Shelton. <laughs> it's not Blake Shelton, because um, I thought Blake Shelton wrote some of this stuff. Uh, who was it? It's, uh, uh, I think his name begins with a D. Um, yes, I'm cutting all this shit out. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'll think about that, and we'll, co- we'll I'll, I'll try to remember that. We can revive that conversation. Okay, so Aaron, what are your favorite concerts you've ever seen? <sighs> this was fucking hard. Like, this was probably the hardest of the questions to think about. Okay. Um. So I have, I have two definites, and I have a third alternate. Um, so the first one would be, um, I really love Between the Bear and Me. It's a progressive metal band from North Carolina. They've been yeah. around for... Between the Bear and Me? Between the Buried and Me. Between the Buried and Me. Um, it makes more sense than Between yeah. the Bear and Me. Super progressive metal. Their stage presence, none. They, their they live, just rip it up. Their live shows sound exactly like their hmm. studio albums. Um, and you like that for them. I do because it's such a technical sound okay. now. Like, I mean, you might Musicians get extremely high. Now, Tommy, the, the lead singer, he plays, he does keyboards and a little bit of electronic. He has a little bit more because he can move around a little bit more, but, um, but Paul Wagner, the guitarist, I mean, he just stands there and he's just, I mean, he's got magic fingers you got Beef, the drummer, super underrated drummer. Just he's Beef. <laughs> yeah, his name is Beef. <laughs> just wanted to make sure I heard that. Right. Um, That's his only name. Is his last name is not Stroganoff or he's something? Just, he's just always known as Beef. But they're Beef Wellington. <laughs> their stage presence is not the best, but what they produce sound wise is okay. like arguably just the best. So in two, did they did they play any variety than the album? Did it sound exactly like the album? I mean, it's it's light. It's not like Grateful Dead where every song's different every night, right? I mean, were there solos in spots where there weren't on the album? No, no, there's solo. I mean, it's it's just, ju- it's, just the it, album. it's like you push play, but there's it's just live. a couple hundred people. You there. could touch them. Yeah. Um, so I've seen them a few times, and what they also do too is. 
whenever they have a new album come out, I think they've got like seven albums now. And when they do a new tour, they play that album beginning to end without stopping. Cool. Just like a record. And then they'll do a little break and then they'll play some mix and match from other stuff. But in 2008 or 2009, I forget of August, they did a show in Nashville that me and my brother went to because it was a live recording for a DVD um, CD combo. So we went to that show. So we're actually in the crowd. You can hear like, you can hear me screaming or you can hear me cheering and stuff like that. But I'm actually on the cover. My arm is on the cover of the album. So that one was really cool. And then you can see me in the crowd uh, in a few spots when they did like crowd shots because we're for, we're fairly close. Um, so that one was awesome because they did the Colors album, which uh, was a release in 07 or 08. Did that whole thing, took like a 30-minute break, and then they just did another full concert of like 20 songs of their other stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, so that one was definitely by one. And who is that, by the way? Dirks Bentley. Dirks Bentley. Yes. I was. I knew a curly head guy with a D as a name. You I eventually put it together. <laughs> um, it's um, interesting because um, one of the things that I don't particularly like out of some bands is when they just play like the album. Yeah. I mean, I, one of the things I particularly appreciate about Zach Brown is even their songs – they and the Grateful Dead, although mm-hmm. I've never seen them. It's, 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 a, it's a box of chocolate. You know, you get you know sometimes you get this and sometimes you get that, but it's always wonderful. I don't think it works for every band. No, it don't. No, clearly it for, doesn't. For jam bands, it it works. Yeah, it better work for a yeah. jam band, or you're not going to be on tour yeah. very long. Yeah. But for them, it 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 definitely interesting. It, it plays. So I, could, I, I, I could appreciate both. With that. Yeah. I, I really like that one, just because I was I was. I was involved with a lasting piece of artwork. Yeah, no, that's pretty badass. I mean, that's a pretty bad. That's badass. Yeah. And then another one was, um, I love 311. Love them. I've been a fan of theirs since the Blue Album. They're self-titled back in like 95. I get all their albums. Love them. I know all their songs. Like a concert that I haven't seen. I've seen them before, but they do 311 Day every March 11th every year down in New Orleans where they play literally every song that they've ever produced in like uh now it's a three-day concert just because they're they have like, so many songs yes so many songs so it's actually march 11 12 and 13 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. but it's 311 day but i saw them in little rock um with modest yahoo Th- that was unbelievable that was my first time this was when his, he first started getting big and then seeing him and then 311 right at, right after that and i was literally very front up against the guardrail looking at Nick Hexum singing the whole time. It was just, I mean, I was singing every song again. That was like, they didn't do the whole like sing back kind of thing because this, it was so loud in there. You could have everybody singing, but you couldn't hear, um, like you couldn't hear like the people singing. You just heard the band, but everybody was singing. So that one was was like a country concert. Kind of, but they didn't do like the sing back to me kind of sure. thing. Um, but that one was so everybody just sang along. Yeah, okay. um, but that was that was really cool. That and one then, sounds cool. Uh, I've so, not heard of the rapper. I'll have to check that out. Oh yeah, he's he's really good. Um, 
And then the honorable mention? Honorable mention was, I kind of have two. Um, so I saw Dave Matthews Band once. Um, that was really awesome. I love Dave Matthews, but I saw him with, um, um, duh, my mind just went blank, Allman Brothers, uh, Warren Hayes. So I'm with Warren Hayes. Mm-hmm. Such a good show. And Warren Hayes come out for a couple songs. And they, yep. they did uh, All Along the Watchtower. Ooh. Oh, man. Which Warren uh, Hayes a, a song stolen from somebody fire. that was already stolen, that was stolen from Dylan, but yeah. then having Dave Matthews and Warren Hayes do All Along it's the Watchtower. It's covered, I think. is, is not, yeah. not stolen. It's <laughs> yeah, covered. covered. I think within the music industry... I mean, unless you're, it's derivative. It's, yeah. You're just playing it. Yeah. Stolen's the wrong word. <laughs> but that one, I love. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've seen, I've seen. I'm like, surprised that you like Almonds and, and, and uh, Warren Hayes since you hate uh, Leonard Skin so much. But Warren Hayes, to me, Warren Hayes, Warren Hayes is, is just awesome. a, oh. a, just a, an awesome guitarist. Yeah. Oh no, he's one um, of my, oh, he's just. And, I, and oh. I, honestly, I think I was probably more introduced to him during that. Yeah, show because you I wasn't can, an Allman Brothers fan beforehand, and I really still play. honestly I still I still I still am not. But just knowing what I saw was was pretty badass. Those guys can play. They're not they're not messing around. Those guys can dead ass mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. That's a good show. Yep. I've not seen Dave Matthews. Such I've a- had tickets a, twice, and I gave it up to, uh, both times to the same guy's girlfriend. He eventually got married to her. <laughs> Hope he appreciates that. It's it was such yeah. Because they kind of go the way of what Grateful Dead did. Um, they produced a lot of a lot of their songs are do sound different than studio albums. Yeah. Um so every show is gonna be a little bit different. But I mean how they have they have so many songs again, and because they do so many live shows, they do they have their own channel on Sirius because every concert is gonna be different. And stuff like that. And, you know, we'll be driving. Like, we were driving yesterday. She was like, what is this shit? And they're there. It was them warming up, like, jam band style. And she it was, was like, a 12-minute intro. <laughs> right. She's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's yeah. like Dave Matthews band. Well, I know, and I know she didn't write it down, but we saw um, we saw uh, Carlos Santana in Vegas. And she walked out irritated because, seriously, over about two and a half hours, they played six songs. Yeah, that. Right, with the first two songs was something she recognized, and then they played uh, "Come Out," you know, yeah. th- that song, and then and then uh, "Black Magic Woman," and she's going, "We're like, we're hour forty five minutes, and he's played four songs." Yeah, it was a half hour drum solo by his wife, and then a fifteen minute drum solo by his drummer, and you're just going, "This, we're gonna get six songs." <laughs> Having said that. Man, that guy can play. That'd be a good one. So that's my honorable mentions. And so that's good. Okay. You've seen a bunch of concerts. Tell yeah, me something. This, say. this this was hard for me, of course. Yep. Um, and then also just trying to remember all the bands that I've seen because I've been to a lot of festivals too, like the the Warp Tour, um, Weenie Rose style, um, bunch of bands playing during the summer. Well, and the perks of living in L.A. And yeah. Yep. And being able to just have you know, local bars that would have shows that you can just pop into. Um, but I have two, and I have also an honorable mention. So the first one uh, that popped uh, in my head, the very first one is Nine Inch Nails at the Civic Auditorium in Santa Cruz. It was, it seemed as though it was the size of a gym, like a high school gym. And 
I was worried about the sound. I was worried about how how is this going to work? The you know the the echoes, the and acoustics. Yeah. yeah, how is this gonna how is this gonna work? But it was the one of the best shows I've ever been to. So um, that was pretty exciting to see. Resner is just yeah. Resner's Resner, I and that was also nostalgic for me because I grew up I I'd grown up listening to uh, Nine Inch Nails like in, in junior high and high school, and I finally got to see. Yeah see them as an adult so that was definitely one of the one of the best shows all around um second so this was over uh, the course of two days so i bought tickets for both nights this was radiohead at the greek theater in berkeley and for for two reasons number one um i had my my little sister fly up to to give her this experience because we, we were all radiohead fans and she'd never seen them. And yeah. so um, I was happy to have her come up so that she can come out on the second night. But the, the weather was just beautiful. It's Bay Area weather. At night, it was misty. And it was like on the verge of raining, but it never rained. And it was just beautiful. Beautiful two nights of, of just um, one, of, one of my favorite bands yep. to see. So that's Radiohead. My honorable mention is Muse at the Civic Auditorium, but in also in San Francisco, because as I was talking about in the the other um, show that I was on the podcast, mm. where we talked about um, our our favorite albums, um, they were on my honorable mention list, and for a three piece band to sound so huge uh, live, and number one be incredible musicians yep um to be a three-piece but also you know they had a good mix of sounding like the album because you go there for that type of band you you, you want them to sound somewhat like the album but it was just above and beyond it was a great show um when you talk about wanting to go to a show where the musicians are engaged with you and the audience like they want to be there yeah they were definitely one of them so that's a good one yep um those are good so variety i debated my list i i saw a bunch of so we have a lot of concerts that paula and i've seen together um i obviously have a musical history before paula and so i've seen a ton of people much like you did i lived in chicago in my early life so I saw GNR, I saw a ton of people in Chicago, Metallica, and, and those. None of the, I debated those, right? Um, to be honest with you, um, just because of time, a lot of those are very fuzzy for me, right? I remember having great seats for Joe Walsh, and I remember seeing Lenny Kravitz, but I don't remember in Tom Petty and all those <coughs> Yeah, obviously more recent concerts are fresher in my mind. So um, uh, I don't have any rock people on here just because those are those are 30 years ago. That sounds crazy for mm-hmm. you guys probably. But I saw Tom Petty in the late 80s, early 90s, oh. right? I mean, that's I, I saw him a long time ago. I was listening to Tom Morello talking about seeing The Clash like in – 81 right you know and and you know that would be 
um, you know, how long ago is that? That's like 40 years ago, right? I mean, I, I just, I can't, I can't comprehend that stuff. And, and GNR, to be honest with you, I was wasted. And so... Um, Under the influence. I was, yeah, yeah, uh, of several things. And, um, and so those things are hard for me. I would certainly consider Joe Walsh one of the great concerts I've ever seen. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm going to list mine. Um, and Paula flinched on this with me, and so I'm a little nervous about bringing it up. My, the best concert I ever saw was Eric Church at Route 91. That was the Friday night show. Um, I tore up my ankle that night pretty bad, really bad, almost lost my ankle. Uh, after about four months of rehab coming back, that had nothing to do with the shooting. But um, he was on fire that night. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. He was absolutely engaged it was 22,000 people just synced up um he finished the show with one of my favorite songs ever a man who's gonna die young um and it was perfect it was a fabulous concert it was a great concert it was um and so that one is my top one my next one is jason aldean um in vegas but not the one uh at that show obviously um, but it was when we went back and saw him later, it was 4,000 people it was super intimate. It was, um, half three quarters of survivors from the shooting. Um, and it was emotional. Um, um, and it was on fire that night. It was, it was amazing. And he was, he cried that night and it was, it was exactly perfect. Um, and then, um, ironically enough, my honorable mention is going to be somebody she'll probably disrespect later, um, which is fine. Um, and I saw, it's a concert I saw with Steve in the Rev Room, so small arena, and mm-hmm. it's Cadillac 3. Um, the first time Steve and I saw them uh, down at the Rev Room, and they were just on fire that night. It was everything a small arena, a small uh, venue should be. They were tight. It was loud. Mm-hmm. The crowd was rocking. Rev Room sits like 200 people. 200 people. And that crowd was on fire that night. And they were um, they were just, um, first of all, one of my favorite Southern rock bands. Um, they're just, and they are gifted um, in two ways, they are gifted musicians. They're they are that muse, big sound. They have three people, and the sound that comes out of that band is huge. And they're gifted performers, which is a different thing. They control that room in a way that night that was really cool to see. They had that crowd doing exactly what they wanted. Um, and it was just, it was a great show. So that, those are my three. Um, the first two, um, I think, uh, obviously for emotional reasons that Eric church show though, he was, we, we said it after that night as I limped back to the room pleading. Um, um, I mean, he was just, he was on point, um, that night. Um, but the Cadillac three was, it, it's what you like about small venues. It was intimate. It yeah. was mm-hmm. tight. Mm-hmm. It was loud as fuck. 
I mean, it was loud. Yeah. And it was Southern and it was rock. And it was, and Steve and I were like, well, there you go. That's as good as it gets, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just go. And the Rev Room is such a cool place to see concerts. I'm excited about the new place in town. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll be as good because I love small arenas. I'm like you. I just love everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but small arenas have us, or small places have a, such a cool setup for people like that mm-hmm. who have the ability to really own that room. Now, I, the first time I saw Cadillac 3 was actually opening for ZZ Top and Skinnerd, um, and it was huge. It was a 25,000 outdoor arena, yeah. um, and they did great there. But um, mm. the best place, and she's going to disagree with me in about five minutes, but the best place I ever saw was at the ref room. And, and I feel like with the small venue, the people who go to there are the people that really want to go see them and really want and, and love the band. The people who go to like big stadium shows go there to say they went to the show. And I've I've experienced both because in in smaller venues that, that I've seen uh, bands where of course I go to to listen to the music. I would see a lot of people there just going because they got tickets or so they're on a date with someone or they they knew a couple of friends that were going to this thing and it's easy to to get to. So okay, we'll we'll buy tickets. And so it's 15 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've had both experiences. Trust me when you pay 250 bucks for a ticket, like (laughs) you did for George, like when we went, so saw Dean next door was George Strait, and there were people carrying folding chairs out and they (laughs) paid like 500 bucks for those. You pay 500 bucks. Trust me. You're a George Strait fan. So, um, but I agree. I've had, I mean the four quarter thing with, with, uh, with uh, the Cleverleys, they were, well, because so I I didn't realize whenever you told me that I didn't realize that the four quarter did shows because to me four quarter is just is like bar. it's just a bar restaurant yeah. I didn't know they did it's not a good I don't think it's a good setup for yeah. music so I, so I, the people who were doing that probably talking like they I, didn't know yeah they didn't know that this was a fucking, where is this in it? Hot Springs no, no it's, it's, a, in it's on the north side oh okay yeah so, I mean the, the stage is probably no bigger than what this carpet. Yeah. I mean, it's super tiny. Yeah. yeah. Those guys, they're a band that controlled the stage. They had presence. And so there's two things. I mean, there's engaging with the crowd, but there's yeah. controlling the stage. Yeah. And, um, and, and uh, so. And uh, even in larger venues, I would say that my, my top three, so Nine Inch Nails, Radiohead, and even Muse, they were in, in larger venues, but it, it felt so intimate. Right. It felt so intimate because everyone, for the most part, was there to see bands so. yeah well when we saw eric at nissan stadium in in, in nashville so it's fifty seven thousand people but when you're in that moment and he controls the room yeah it feels small yeah and then you look up and you look and you look to the right well even at route 91 when it's going and you just you're not focused on anything but what's happening on stage it doesn't feel huge yeah. now when somebody who's lame's on stage, yeah. it feels like fifty thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that's the difference, true. right? And but um, that's true of small arena, uh, small places as well. So, so, um, baby, two artists that are still alive that you would like to see. Well, I have one for sure that's in my bucket list. That's Garth Brooks. Yeah. Oh yeah, we he would put on a great show. And we've had tickets, and then we didn't make the concert. That's so. true. That's my fault. 
So Garth Brooks, we'll go see Garth Brooks next time he comes to um, West Little Rock. <laughs> he plays North. He plays North Little Rock. I don't, well, North Little Rock's a little far for me. <laughs> don't want to go across the river. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless I'm lost going to work. Yeah, <laughs> I've been. There's no big deal. <laughs> so he's still on. Garth my Brooks is on the list. Yep, Garth. for sure. And then I and then I struggled for another one. And um, at one point, I wanted to see. Uh, Reba McIntyre and Brooks and Dunn when they were in Vegas. They're but still in Vegas. We can still I do that. I thought they closed that. Nope. They're, they're in there uh, so, Brooks sometime and Dunn. in the spring. Brooks and Dunn, Red Dirt Road. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, if they're still playing, I, I okay. still want to see them if they're still doing the Vegas venue. They are. That was the other one that I wanted. Luke Bryan's out there now, too. Yeah, I saw that. But I, I, we've seen Luke Bryant a lot, so. We have seen Luke Bryant, seriously. Steve and Kaylee, Paula and I saw him in North Little Rock. Loudest concert I've ever been yeah, to. Yeah, that was loud. I've seen Metallica. <laughs> Luke Bryant was the loudest concert I've ever been to. And we were not on the stage. We were like back. It was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's loud. I actually turned to Steve. I leaned back because the ladies were sitting between us. And I said, is this, am I just old or is this <laughs> extremely loud? Actually, we went to the Carrie Underwood and she kept changing her clothes on stage. She did. And I was like going, I think we're too old for this one. Yep, we probably are. <laughs> yeah. That was the scary one. Well, it sounds um, like you're going to go see Brooks and Dunn soon. Yeah, that would be a fun one. Yeah. That's a nice little, because they do the one where, we, where Elton John's at, right? They do that same theater. Yeah. That's a nice one. We saw Elton John out there. Oh, John's good life. So those the circle of Earth song, right? Circle of Life song. Yeah, that was the Lion King. The the Lion King song. So those were one, and the other one that I was struggling with was Sugarland. That's the other one that we hadn't seen. Yeah, I think they're still touring. I know he's touring. I know she's touring. I don't know if they're touring together. So he's one of my favorites. He's he's got a New Orleans band that is actually really good. So other than that, we've seen all the people that I've really. You're welcome, by the way. I know. <laughs> I told you in my. I told you a long time ago. I really wanted to see uh, concerts, and you really put out for me. You for got that. Up super upset because I t- was talking to, to somebody about all the concerts I said, and then you got super upset and said, "You never take me to concerts." Yes, I said I want. I want to start. I cried, and then I said, "I'll start taking you to concerts." <laughs> and he did. He started. Uh, t- I said, "You don't take me anywhere. I want to go see concerts. I want to go." Right. Do stuff, and he started taking me a concert. Couple hundred concerts later. Have, have yeah. we ever seen a concert? We've seen comedians together, yeah, but not but that's concerts. Our thing. We haven't been to a concert together because our 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 concert lists don't overlap. necessarily. There's align. a little bit of overlap, but not a lot. Not bands it's that are touring now. George Strait's coming. You guys can go <laughs> Strait. Tim and I were talking about going to see George Strait together. You guys can come with us. Uh, I no. Check yes or no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, probably not. All the country people are laughing. I mm-hmm. just made it funny. Mm-hmm. Aaron? Uh, so what is it? Two that are alive that I want to see? Two are still touring or alive. Okay, Could so tour. the first one is uh, Mastodon. Um, just a. So you could buy one of the clown paintings? <laughs> no. That, they were on your, your top five. They're right? on the top five list, yeah. I, I mean, just I've seen them. Uh, like when they perform on like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that and their music videos and shit. And, but I've seen them, I've seen their video, like live videos 
I mean, they just put on hell of a show. Love to see that. Um, and then my second one is kind of, it's not so much a certain person or a group, um, but it's more of a festival. I've always wanted to go to a Vans Warp Tour, and I've never been able to do Overrated. that. Overrated. And, Overrated. And You're I out just, there in the hot Overrated. sun. And you're buying. Have you ever done a festival, dude? Um, No, I've not. $12 beers or, or $10 waters. It's uh, That's fine. But, I but, recommend the VIP section. But you I do get, too. I don't yes. know if Vans has a VIP section. But just, but, but knowing that, like, yeah, I would, I would no, but knowing I'd be able section. to see like 20 of my favorite bands in one uh, yeah, setting. Yeah, that's true. I, I will say that I was fortunate enough to see bands that I wouldn't have seen yeah. um, had I not gone to the festivals. So, yeah. yeah. I think that was it. Yeah, Morello talked about he was playing a festival and he flew in and then. Like Johnny Cash was on the backstage, so we went and saw Johnny Cash because you just people you wouldn't run into normally, yeah. so you get to see yeah. him. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, just knock them, knock them off the list. And they, I know they traveled to a bunch of cities. Like my brother went to one, went up to the one in St. Louis, and somebody <laughs> stole his car key. Like while he was seeing somebody, so he went to his car and realized he didn't have his key because somebody took it out of his bag. So then we had to like mail a key. new key to oh, him gosh. overnight, and he was freaking out, and so yeah. Sorry. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that would be Mastodon and just the Vans Warped Tour, which they—they I don't even think they're doing the Vans. You ever do anymore. Lollapalooza? No, nope. Wouldn't do that. Okay. No. Obviously, the Vans was more of your the, type. My my type. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it would be. I see. I don't know if these two um, two folks are are. They could do her if they wanted. Yeah, to Foo Fighters. Who's still touring? Sure. I've never seen them. I band that I've always wanted to see. Who's uh, I've heard put on an amazing show. Yeah. And um, for sure, definitely, if they come around anywhere close to us, I, I would like to um, drive to see them. And second one kind of surprised me. I, I don't think this guy's touring anymore, but Bruno Mars... I would feel like he would put on an amazing show. I think Bruno Mars would be awesome. I, I think he falls in under that. There's a list of artists I have who, if you have a chance, you just go see. Yeah. I think Bruno Mars is on that list. I think Justin Timberlake's on that list. Justin Timberlake, yeah. There's just people who would, I think Bruno Mars would be awesome yeah. to see live. Plus, I think he's, he's part Filipino, so you got to represent. Right. right. <laughs> I feel like he could be the leader of a big band. Yeah, no, I think he's, yeah. I, he's one of those guys who I... I think he's just talented as hell. Mm -hmm. He'd be a lot of fun. Um, okay, so uh, I have uh, I have Garth Brooks on my list because I'm obligated Aww. to match. But Aww. I think Garth would be great, so <laughs> we're, we don't have to talk about Garth anymore. And then the other one that I have, which we had a chance to do this summer, but it was too hot. I was shot down on going to see them. He was outside downtown is Jason Isbell. I would like oh, to see Jason yeah. Isbell live because the saddest motherfucker, right? Ever. So I, Paula saw my list because she had to. She, I, I just was. We were talking through this beforehand, and she said, "Who's Jason Isbell?" And I said, "That's the guy you shot down us seeing early in the uh, the summer. Well, actually, midsummer. Just weeping in the heat would be not a fun time, right? Actually, I realized that you should actually have one more on your list. Who's that? Ashley. Right. I've actually seen Ashley. Oh, that's McBride. right. We saw her. 
We saw her at Route 91. She was the yeah. first artist on the backstage. But That's I would true. love to see Ashley McBride again. Ashley McBride, Arkansas girl, um, exceptionally talented. Um, she just came here, and we didn't go because of the mask mandate. Um, but I uh, love Ashley McBride. But we've seen her. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. So, okay. Now, how about the people you don't have a chance to see because, let's say, they might be dead? What, what do we call it? No, what do we call it a couple of weeks ago? With transition. Uh, transition. With, with Charlie. Transition. With Charlie. Charlie, they've transitioned. Okay. I, uh, I know you, I'm not going to put the one that's on your list. So, I'm going to put the first person is Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah. Because I remember when I uh, when he died, my neighbor was inconsolable. She cried for days. So I actually remembered when he died. She was a big fan, and it was and it was a she was a huge fan. So I actually and she played his records loudly <laughs> <laughs> when she and she would suntan like um, right. Uh, she would suntan, and I remembered she would play Elvis really loud. And why'd she suntan? It would help you suntan. I, I can see that. <laughs> she was the cool mom, and she was the she was the cool hot mom. I, you know, all the other moms were like moms, but Pan- <laughs> she was the cool hot mom. She's so the, the she re- she had the Trans Am, and she you know who the black Trans Am blue actually. Ah, sure. So anybody else on your list? Um, I'm go Elvis. Okay. No Elvis. Oh Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash would be a cool one. That's a good addition. That's nice. Two heavy hitters. Two heavy hitters. Two of the heaviest, probably. Probably. probably I think. I think if you if you if you poll a hundred people, like at least fifty percent is going to have one of those two people on it, probably. Yeah, Yeah. Elvis. I hadn't thought about Elvis, and when you said Elvis earlier today, I thought "Eh, Elvis would be one of those. Now he wouldn't be on my list, but if I wouldn't. Turn that down. Yeah, that would sure. be one you just go. Yeah, Elvis is a good now, choice. Now, but the thing with Elvis is you have like multiple Elvises. Do you want to see like beginning Elvis, Elvis or like oh. ve- fat Elvis, or like Vegas Elvis? I want to see fat Vegas. No, you want to see right before that. You want to see in the middle. You, don't, you want to see you like where he's like Elvis. where he's like dabbing himself with sweat with a piece of ham in Vegas. No, <laughs> I no. do. That's what I want. That's see. that's that's you call it fat Elvis. I call it sad Elvis. <laughs> But, right. Yeah, that's what I want to see. So another small world. Um, an old friend of mine, his father-in-law is the one who pronounced Elvis dead. Because he's the one that found him in the bathroom. Whoa. Wow. Mouthful of, uh, of shag Maybe. carpet. Oh, my oh. gosh. Died taking a shit. Yeah. Yeah, wow. that's a rough way to go. I have an Elvis story. So he was filming a, a movie in the Philippines when my dad was a little, little boy. And I guess they were looking for a little Asian kid to follow Elvis around in his movies. And, uh, and at the time, my grandmother didn't uh, trust anybody coming in. So <laughs> she she X'd that. But my dad could have been a, been a movie a, star. Oh, could have been Elvis's best friend. My dad loves Elvis. He loves Elvis. Your dad has good taste. Yeah, of course. That's where I get, where I get it. It. Okay. I've seen I've seen the record collection. He does have some. some no, awesome I, stuff. I no. We've talked, sat, and talked. Yeah. Her dad, her, her dad does have amazing <laughs> taste in music. So how about you, Aaron? Uh, all right, I don't have two. I have three. So 
Okay. Um, I was worried you'd have none because you're so modern with your music. Nobody's died. No, no, no. So I actually, I have, I have two, one for sure. That's in my wheelhouse. Transitioned. One that is in my wheelhouse as well, but one that's uh, it's a, it's a wild card. Um, so the first one is beastie boys. Yeah. Um, would love yep. to see them, but with, you know, one of them has now transitioned. MCA. Yeah. That's not going to happen anymore. So I would have loved to see like sabotage era, you know, license, 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 license era. Would love to see that. Um, another one is Miles Davis, but with Coltrane and Bill Evans and so just a lot of transitioning. In that ju- yeah, I think they're all dead. Yeah. Um, but just that, you know, the kind of blue album front to beginning or front beginning to end. If you get that right. Uh, front to beginning. Front to beginning. Um, <laughs> beginning to end, just that album, just That'd in a awesome. smoky bar, a martini in hand, a cigarette in hand, just oh, heaven. And then my wild card, which um, is definitely a wild card, but I'm going old school, old school, old school, like going back, seeing like Mozart, just seeing okay. him do a show. 300, 400 years, however long sure. ago. But just seeing that. That's, that's a little bit old school. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit old school. Because here's the thing, like all this Mozart music that we hear, it's none of it is him playing. Authentic. It's right. all representations and, and replayings of just his music. So just he actually hearing his stuff would be would be cool it's all stolen yeah <laughs> but like we i mean we have a, so no i'd be cool one of, That's her, a good fa- one. One of her favorite is like chopin yeah. so like we'll play chopin on vinyl in our house and everything and just but just hearing just hearing that music is yeah. i love classical music it's, it's calming it's just just hearing that like going to fresh market and then playing that is just it's so relaxing. Taking a stroll up and down. For people who don't know what Fresh Market, explain what that is. It's a it's a high falutin, overpriced grocery store. Yeah. Um, it's like a smaller Whole Foods, more boutique. It's Whole a super boutique. Yeah, it, it's more expensive than than Whole Foods. Um, but just going in there and taking a nice stroll with a basket and like looking at the fancy fucking cheeses that they have and the hard salamis and shit like that. But hearing that music and hearing that, it just, it puts me in a fucking happy place. You're such a man of the people. Aaron. Man, let me tell you, I am what I say. I'm an, I'm an enigma. You're so. an enigma wrapped in a bougie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a good one. That's a good wild card. Okay, Mo. All right, two artists no longer touring because they've transitioned. Or, 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 no or broken up. You could throw Phil Collins um, in because he's no longer the, touring because he these, can no longer. These folks have, have transitioned. Okay. First one is David Bowie, and we talk about different oh. types, right? Mm. Different mm. different Elvises, different different Bowies. This would be Stardust. Ziggy. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Ziggy. Ziggy Stardust. I, I, w- I would go with that era, David Bowie. Um, I would I would sleep on 1980s David Bowie. Oh, that's uh, that. Sleep on? No, it, I, yeah, I would I would I would pass. Oh, okay. On oh, Bowie. so a zero out of ten <laughs> yeah. would not bang. Would not bang. Um, <laughs> Under pressure. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's a great song, right? But. Uh, I, I think the... the See, Paul the, hasn't listened to the podcast, so she didn't get the context. <laughs> so James Hatfield, the lead singer, or the guitar player, or the lead singer, yes. I'm sorry, from uh, Metallica, 
when we were going through our top five rock albums, she said, she asked me the question when she brought up yeah. him, 10 out of 10 would bang, like to me, like, yeah. like would I bang I him? said, yes and or I no, said, yes or no. Yes, or, yes no. or no, and I said no. <laughs> but apparently. Which is a yes. <laughs> it's just, no, it's still no, it's a hard no. But apparently she's a yes on that. Yeah, that answer has not changed. Yeah. That answer has not changed. not changed. I'm still a no on that. <laughs> and then the second one, real big toss-up for me. David Bowie's a great answer, by the yeah, way. So that I hadn't thought of that. For sure, definitely one that I, and I would have loved to see. Um, the second one, toss-up, Janis Joplin, Otis Redding. Wow, those are great so, choices. Otis Redding, one of the greatest versions of I've Been Loving You Too Long, Madison Square Garden, I think it's like 65, 68. That, when he sings that song, that's when I go, that's how that song should be sung. Just that. And you know, talk, talking to, uh, calling back to our the podcast where we we're talking about our top fives and the songs that I uh, gravitate towards the despair, the 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 longing, mm. just that that deep ocean of of emotion. Um, the way he sings that song, like that's that's how music should be. Um, that's how that's how live music should be. Uh, Janis Joplin, though, one of my top five songs of all time. Even though she didn't write it, um, but she sang the hell out of it. Maybe. Um, that is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, but I guess if I had to choose between the two, it'd be Otis. Otis, first of all, both fabulous choices. Otis, I think has an impeccable ability and timing of a song. His, his ability to just sort of, his, his songs always feel right. Yeah. I mean, you just think about all those songs. I mean, you know, just the timing is right. Janis Joplin, when I run down the Janis Joplin hole, what amazes me is just the depth of her voice, uh -huh. the soul in her voice. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, it's still, it's it's the quirky song, but uh, Mercedes Benz, that mm -hmm. song just kills me every time. Um, she she would be fun to watch. I think she um, she has an Arkansas connection. She, she went to high school with Jimmy Johnson, who went to the University of Arkansas, um, and I guess they were arch enemies at the oh, same time. They whoa. graduated at the same time, and he tells the story that they were uh, they were not friendly, or they they were arch whoa. enemies, or whatever. Um, to think Jimmy Johnson, who who graduated from the University of Arkansas, a football player coach of the Cowboys in Oklahoma and all that. But um, yeah, um, so an Arkansas tie is sort of tenuous. But To see Janice, man. Oh, man. But anyway, Otis writing tidbit of information at, that um, the the song Respect that Aretha Franklin is now, you know, that's her most, arguably most famous song, right? R-E-S-P-C-T. Otis Redding first song, for, it was actually the original artist who sang that song. But what a different impact it was when a woman sang it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, she. That's a good example of a song that somebody just took, right? Yeah. Because they they owned it. So mine. Um. I'm, I've got. I've got two and a wild card. Um. Um. I think probably not surprising because we've told. I've told this story on air about us, me sort of trying to 
encourage people to go see Prince in Vegas and not being able to pull that off. My first one is Prince. I just think that he would be amazing live. Um, and I so regret not seeing them. Um, greatest rock and roll band ever. Uh, Led Zeppelin's on my list. Um, even though I don't know that I would end up going out saying that was the greatest show I ever saw. I just feel like as long as everybody was sober, it's something you can't pass up, right? <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> so that that, and then my, um, my wild card of somebody just from the country era, because I've seen so many country artists, um, and I debated people, you know, like Hank Williams, the original Hank Williams, and I'm I'm just going to throw a curveball. There's what's called the original class of I think it's '92 or whatever, which is straight and travis tritt and all those guys but the one that died out of that group which is keith whitley who has what i consider the best voice of that group is keith whitley now um he sings don't close your eyes and um uh, when you say nothing at all and i think he has what i consider one of the top two or three country pure country voices and i would have loved to see him live um, now he had a drinking problem and eventually killed him. Um, but I mean, to me, um, don't close your eyes, um, uh, and pretend it is him. Um, just this one time, you know, make love to me, um, which is what the song is about. It's just one of the great sort of heartbreaking songs about being with somebody who's not truly with you. Um, and so is my wild card, uh, Keith Whitley. And if you're a country fan and you don't know who Keith Whitley is, shame, 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 shame. Okay. Um, now, now we're going to go negative. Um, and we're going to go, who is the quarterback for your team who you hate? <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Um, uh, we're going to do somebody you saw in your genre. So, um, uh, I have concerts that I've been taken to that and not my genre that I didn't particularly have a great time at cause I didn't get it, but whatever, but somebody in your genre. So for me, rock or country, um, who you were disappointed in or you didn't enjoy the live show. Doesn't mean you didn't enjoy their music. Yeah. Still not a fan, but you didn't enjoy. And I can start that if you want, babe, or Go you, ahead. okay. So I'm going to start. Encountering Aaron's, I uh, he likes the album with his first favorite concert. I saw ZZ Top, and they sounded just like the album, and I wasn't a fan. Um, they the band before them was Leonard Skinner, who was awesome, <laughs> but ZZ Top sounded like the album. A little boring for you. <clears throat> and um, bow, bow, I love the album. I'm a huge ZZ Top fan. There was just no color. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was just a little disappointed. I wasn't like like mad or anything. I was just like going, "There's no color here, right?" And, so and on the newly transitioned list as well. Yes, on the newly transitioned list. Um, so ZZ Top, and another one. I like the music of Tim McGraw. I think he actually has some really great songs. He pointed at everyone, and it drove me fucking nuts. Like to sing for him. No, he like just pointed at people the whole time. Because it would rile up the crowd, right? He would. And so I, Joe uh, Holler and I were there that night, and I said, this motherfucker points at me. <laughs> yes. 
this fucker is pointing at everyone one at a time the whole night. And it bothered me. Did he and forget the words? Is that why? No, nope, he, he did not. <laughs> did he point with his he, finger? Did he, he point put, with the mic? He put on an okay show, but he just bothered me. It was very posy. Okay. It yeah, was not. Got it. I just didn't like the show. Now, having said that, I think she did like the show. And Joe said, you need to like have another beer. <laughs> like this is a fine show. You were just annoyed. I was annoyed that night. I'm sure it was probably the night the couple broke up next. Was he to like us. aggressively pointing at people? He was, was like... directly pointing at people. It was it was aggressive. It was sexual harassment. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like if you're pointing like down at somebody, like that's having aggressive. said that, he's incredibly talented. Yeah. So if he listens on the off chance that Keanu Reeves is not our most yeah. famous listener, <laughs> and he is. Although I debate who is more famous, but they're close. Uh, Keanu, all the way. Yeah, they're close. Tim McGraw. If he pointed once or twice, it was then a thing that passable. Night. But right, it, it was like well, we saw Rick Springfield and he destroyed flowers. So maybe it's his thing. I don't know, right? So, but it just bothered me. Um, <laughs> um, so those are the two. Cz Top and Tim McGraw. Yeah. So we're gonna go in reverse order. Okay. <laughs> From uh, so. Uh, this artist I've loved, and I still love. I, I love her albums. Um, I went to go see her. She actually opened for um, a bigger band. Um, so it was Fiona Apple. She opened for Coldplay. I went there for Fiona Apple, did not go there for Coldplay. I wasn't a huge fan. I like some of their songs, but I wasn't there to mm. see Coldplay. Fiona Apple was just sloppy. It was so disappointing. The sound was horrible. Um, she was she was mumbling uh, the words. It's like she didn't want to be there. Um, it was just very, very disappointing because I went there to see her. And it was clear in the audience because it, she was the, the opening act that not many people were there to see there her. For her. Um, and then Coldplay came <clears throat> on. I wasn't expecting much from Coldplay. Um, cause I, they were just too popular pop music. Yep. Um, but man, they put on a great show. <laughs> right. So that was, it was really disappointing Her for me. Her first two albums were so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Just, I'm so soulful and, and so edgy. Maybe if I would have seen her at that time. It would have been better. It would have been better. she was rising. Yeah. But this, this was like, uh, she, she was just right. there. Um, and that first album, I mean, it was just, first she was like 12, and then she was singing about things right. that 12-year-olds should not be right. singing about. Right, Oh, that's record. whenever I, 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 when that album came out, like, was when I was going through puberty, and like that awoken shit inside me. She's, she's a okay, lyricist. I'm a little creeped out by that. But, <laughs> lyricist, for sure. Um, and, and a great she was like, writer. I mean, it was like, I remember thinking, because somebody told her, and I said, she... There's a couple songs that she shouldn't know what the hell that means. Yeah, right, right. Um, she, so she impressed a whole lot of people that night. Just mm, nothing. It, it was just really, really disappointing. Sloppy is the worst sin. Yeah. And then this was actually, I, I would blame it more on the venue. Um, this was in San Francisco. It was, I, I for, even forget what the venue was called, but it was this huge warehouse that was uh, renovated and turned into a, um, a concert venue. Uh my Bloody Valentine. A lot of people don't know who they are, but they were early indie alternative yep. shoegaze. So, so, you know, around, around the time like J Jesus and Mary Chain or Cocteau Twins were, were coming yeah, out. So uh, My Bloody Valentine, it was a nostalgic um, concert. 
So my sister got tickets and we were so excited to go. We sat in the back and it was just echoey all over the place. You couldn't, it, there was this reverb coming off so that it was out of sync. And so we ended up leaving early. Yeah. Ended up leaving early because it was just so horrible. Um, but we paid uh, uh, like $70 per Oof. ticket or something like that. That's because, I mean, that was cheap. Because right. con- seventy bucks now for a concert is is cheap. It's upper deck, yeah. But we didn't we didn't even care because it was just so horrible. Uh, but that I think was uh, because of the venue. Sound is the worst, and it, I didn't bring up a couple. We actually we saw Aldine and we saw Brantley Gilbert as the middle act, and Brantley um, the Aldine sound was fine because they had it worked out. But the first two thirds of uh, Brantley Gilbert was just so poorly mixed. You're just going, this is horrific. Yeah. And I like Brantley Gilbert and I've seen Brantley Gilbert where he's been really good and I enjoyed it. He's like kind of redneck country rock, love his stuff, but it's just, it was poorly mixed and I don't know why it was, but you just go, that's really that there's nothing that messes up a concert yeah. faster than that. Cause you just go, uh, what the I, hell is going what on? What the hell? Yeah. yeah. Shoot your sound guy. I shouldn't say shoot your sound guy. I get criticized by. And it, it was hard to get. But you into just go it. get a new sound guy. Yeah, it was just hard to get into it. After that, it was just ugh. Like yeah, it no. was sleep. Well, actually, where, where I grew up in in Bloomington Normal, the basketball arena was was an airplane hangar. It was like shaped the old screen. So the, the dome kind of. Yeah. Like metal, uh, like airplane hangar. So they have concerts in there and they'd have to hang stuff to like stop some yeah. of that, but still not good. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Aaron. So I've actually been afforded that. I've never seen a bad show from the people I wanted to see. My worst one was a show I wasn't able to get into because. That'd be a problem. So me and Ian, uh, we're going to go see Under Oath, Emery, and um, Gwen Stacy. Um, again, metalcore and stuff like that. Gwen Stacy after the comic book character? Yes. Um, so he was like, do you want to go, go ahead and get tickets? I'm like, no, we'll just get tickets there. Because this was in the middle of December. It was pretty bad weather that night. So I was like, we'll just get tickets there. We got to um, the village, which was the old dome theater here in Little Rock, which I don't even know if you're around when. Mm. So it was an old dome theater that it was a movie, um, a movie plex, but it just had one curved thing and they turned into a concert hall. So we went there and the line was enormous. And I was like, holy shit. So the concert started and we were still, there was probably still 100 people in front of us. And we were, we got up to about 20 people left in front of the door. We could hear Gwen Stacy playing and they're like, we don't have any more room. So Jeez. <laughs> he was pretty pissed at me. Yeah, um, that's bad planning on your part. I, yeah. I think, is he still pissed at you about that? He still gives me shit every yeah, once in a while. I, I don't blame him for that. Um, because he had never seen Under Oath before and I'd never seen Emory and Emory's one of my all time favorite bands. Sure. And I've seen Under Oath, you know, a dozen times before then. Um, so we were just going to go to that. And so he eventually finally got to see under oath and I eventually got to see Emory. Yep. Um, but just for that one tour that they were on, because we could hear them like through the muffling sound and it was just like, fuck, we're so close. 
but couldn't get if in. If only somebody had planned ahead. I know. But uh but like to the shows I've been to, like I've yeah. never I've yeah. never had like a bad one. No. Okay. Well, I mean I'm being picky about mine. I've never been to one where I thought I've not walked out of one. Yeah, that even was for the bad only sound. One bad was... sound is just a it's an offense that cannot be corrected. Oh yeah. So babe? Um, we saw Rascal Flats twice in yeah. Maryland and Maryland Heights. Yeah, and it we didn't really think they were that great. Joe and Rob loved them, so we. I mean, they were part of our ticket package. But both yeah. times, yeah. I just we're just not Russell Flats people. Yeah, because they're they're country crooners kind of. Okay, they're just no. I'm uh, yeah. So Rascal Flats and Bales. Um. I can't remember any other bad. Well, that sucks for Rascal Flats because you said both times. <laughs> so oh. that's your two. Joe and Rob love them. Joe and Rob yeah, love them. And widely, just, the guy got, um, the, I think the bass player got arrested for DUI this weekend. Yeah, too. they did. I saw that. Yeah. They were, they were very popular. Yeah. And I just did not like that group. Yeah, life yeah. is a highway. But it was one of those. You things know a Rascal Flat song because it's on the Cars. It's on the Cars video. It's on the Cars, cars right. movies. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it, it was one of those things where I was like, well, we we can sell these tickets, and we'd be like, you know, Joe and Rob really likes them. Joe and Rob really like them because Joe's or uh, Rob's uncle knows them because he's an alcohol distributor, yeah. and and they like them. They're very popular. So that makes the last part of what you just said even better. Yeah. 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 So uh, the last category is a band that we should like that we don't. I'm just going to jump in here. Fuck Weezer. <laughs> okay. So Aaron's going fuck Weezer. Why don't you like Weezer? My God. I don't know. Rivers Como. Fuck that dude. I like, have the biggest Why don't you like Weezer? Co- uh, g- come on, dude. What it. Whenever we're driving somewhere, and we, all, and we always have lith- lithium on, because we love lithium. The first part of, like, whatever the fuck that big song is. Bob, Undone. Bob Holiday or Billy Holiday. Oh, or, uh, yeah, okay. Next. I, oh my, I will not turn is it anything because, off faster than that. Is it because it's too happy? It's just It's just too bad. Happy. It's just bad. Because <laughs> they're wearing like, pink shirts. Pick a fucking name of your album. Stop calling it the green album or the blue album or the red album. Just, quit, fucking name an album. Hey, the You're, Beatles. The Beatles had the white album. Yes, but then they stopped. 311 had the blue album. <laughs> yes, and then they stopped. Metallica had the black album, and then they stopped. Weezer, it's the green. It's the blue. It's the red. It's the white. It's like, goddamn, just pick, like... I. There's something about them. I've I've seen Weezer a I couple of times. I fucking hate them. I've seen them in concert a couple of times, and 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 they're great. I will say that now, as I've gotten older, they're just noise. Fucking hash pipe! What a god awful song that is. That's actually. It's, well, it's, you're it's really an, it's an okay song. you're committed. Yeah, he, I'm not as committed to my hate, my my hate Weezer. Wow, I hope they don't listen. Yeah, I, if they do, fuck y'all. Well, <laughs> no, don't. Rivers. We know that you're listening. <laughs> you, you 10 out of 10, right? No, no. Oh actually, you know. Five out of I 10? I did have a crush on him, I will say. Ugh, but um, Gross. <laughs> just, it's just so bad. It's so bad. Okay. So you feel the strongest. 
for me so this was actually kind of hard for me to to even say because maybe the bands that i don't really care for i don't even think about but i guess the one that i know that i cringe at whenever we hear it on on lithium is third eye blind oh yeah that lisp yeah. that meth mouth that it just it just sounds like he's missing teeth i okay. just okay if you had to see one in person third eye blind omc how bizarre is suicide an option? How bizarre? How bizarre? How bizarre? <laughs> no, I, no, I, I'd probably see Third Eye Blind then. So I guess I, it's, this so it's really OMC. That's what you're saying? No, no, it's like neither. You, you really do not like like Third, Third Eye blind. blind. Yeah, yeah. You're so, not as passionate as as I am with Weezer, but when I don't know if there's a band like that where I'm like, no, fuck them. Well, so okay, so our lithium is is the highway. So we listen to the country channels uh -huh. and f of the bands that are really hot right now, like when Dan and Shay comes on, it's an instant turnoff for me. I just don't like them, yeah. but they're on the pop country side. So the band I listed was, was Rascal Flats. Cause I just, I refer to them and I've referred to them as Joe to Joe is this, they're very competent. They produced huge hits. They're mm -hmm. amazingly successful. They're, they're the world's greatest. Life is a highway isn't their song. No, but that's what they're known for. That's what they're known for. And they produce good music. I just refer to them as the world's greatest cover man. Uh, yeah. See, and, 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 and so for you, I was going to put like bro country in a hole. Actually, right. mine is Cadillac 3. She doesn't like Cadillac Whoa. 3. I know. I wasn't expecting that. Do you know yeah. why? No. The first time we saw them, their introduction was fucking A. Fuck you people. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck that. And then what did they do? And then they, they tore sang. it down. And, they and sang tore it down. by s every other verb was fuck. And fuck, and fuck, <laughs> and fuck you. And now are you fucking having time? And fuck you. And kind of like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then during those six songs, because they played six songs that night. With fucking saying <laughs> hi, and fucking you. In and, the middle and, between the fourth and fifth song, I bought their one album. With all the fucks. Oh my God. With all the fucks, I feel, I feel attacked, Aaron. <laughs> That's how I felt. She was, she was. I got the Tim McGraw point too. <laughs> she was fired up that night. Oh, I, I hated those guys. I know you did. Oh. So is that the only time you've seen them though? No, she seen, we saw them also open for someone else. That, that was a country they opened up for country concert. They opened up. Then they opened up for, uh, Skinner and ZZ top. And we, so we saw them then. And, uh, and so we've, She's that seen was, them two or three times. That yeah. was that was that the first time we saw. That them? was the first time we saw them, and, and they were half them. drunk, drink. As, yeah, but they were awesome. Man. They were they cussing. <laughs> I think Steve even says like that was one of the best shows he's ever seen, and that was the first time he's seen it too. Was it was it, was it you, him, and Doug? Yeah, I've the never second time was was the three of us. Okay. But the first time was just Steve and I. Yeah, whenever you you go see him, I don't go see him. No, they are awesome. Yeah, they, and that night they swore they said the f word five hundred times. Yeah, but. They killed it. I mean, See, and, the, and that the, was the group I would have. I would have put like all four of us could go to a, go see a concert, but I mean, no. that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> I probably one, should like them, but they irritated the crap out of me. And that that's night. like with Weezer. And the funny part yeah. is, you like their songs. I kind of like some of the songs, so, but they irritated. White lighting, you like? So it's a stage presence. Southern. You 
First introduction. It, it, oh, he said F. Yeah. He said the F word seriously like 500 times. Yeah. But on the other hand, when they played, yeah. they were on So fire. that's something to think about. So now that I think about it, actually, Gwen Stefani, mm. I, can't, I can't stand I can't stand okay. her. Now, just her or no doubt? I, no doubt is good. It, just with her on her own. Or her and, and Blake Shelton. It's just the, the accolades that she's getting. Um, I get it, but she annoys me. Yeah. Her pouty, mm, that, mm, <laughs> that the way that she sings, it's just. Uh, I'm just a girl. Yeah, and I I know so that. Innocent it, and, sweet. <laughs> and I know that that was part that was tongue in cheek when she did that song, but that became the way that she sings every <laughs> single song. Yeah. So, being irritated that I, I it's, she's great, but she irritates me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I never want to go see. Weezer in concert. Don't, don't, it, that, well, don't, don't worry. Don't it, worry. And maybe they're better now, but that first night, the irritated. Well, their music that night was tight, but their stage presence is better than it was that first night because they did drop the F bomb. And all they were the time. drinking like fish that night. Well, they they still do that. <laughs> and they smoke like, uh, like uh, chimneys. Yeah. So. Well, they were smoking out something other than oh, no, cigarettes no. that night, too. They were the times we saw them as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Any other concert stories you want to tell, baby? This is your chance. Is that all the questions? It's all the questions. I can make up more questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had one. What was your first concert? So the first concert I remember, um, there's some dispute with my mother about the first concert, but the first concert I remember was 38 Special and Jefferson Starship. Oh, how old were you? I was probably 13. And this was when she was doing the stuff for the college? Like doing the... It was, no. So I was, uh, was early, no, she was, we weren't, because her and I went to college together. So this oh, okay. was me oh, okay. in junior high. So this is 38 Special and Jefferson Starship at the top of their game. And for the record, Jefferson Starship um, was still the two lead singers, like uh, the, the for Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. Right. But when they had transitioned into being a shitty pop band. Right. So they, they, from from they, a uh, drug-induced, cool, hippie band into the... They upgraded to a spaceship? Right. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the Jefferson uh, timeline, that's when it, they built this city right. on rock and roll, um, not uh, uh, White Rabbit, which is one of the great... I mean, right. that's that generation of Jefferson Airplane is amazing, yeah. Yeah. sort of eclectic, sort of hippie... Someone to love. Yeah, yeah, that that stuff's great. I built this city on rock and roll. And there, there's another one. Uh, uh, I, I guess it was the the theme song to a, a movie, Mannequin, in the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. I strangely remember that some of that. That had uh, the one dude, Anthony, and, Andrew McCarthy, is yeah, the character. Yeah, they, they're <sighs> very, very, uh, very big in the eighties. They were. Yeah. Grace Slick is talented. 
she was more interesting when she was dropping acid on a regular basis. I agree. I agree. Just saying. Rather than cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, that is 100% right. So so if you're going to do drugs, do the ones that open up your mind. Yeah. Right. Not the ones that make you drool. How about you? Your first concert. Um, so I believe... So in KC, there was this big outdoor pavilion amphitheater. And then there was this like big section. It was probably... 50 yards by 50 yards, but it was just fountains. So Kansas City is the city of fountains. So this thing where just water would shoot up all over the place, and that's where all the kids would go and play. And just because in the early 90s, you could just go run and play and make friends, and you wouldn't get kidnapped kind of thing and wouldn't have to worry about it. Your parents and yeah, it'd be fine. So we'd go there uh, quite often. But the first one I remember, um, so I was probably 9 or 10. I don't know. It was either 93 or 94. But I remember seeing um, Grateful Dead there. Nice. Um, and this was before Garcia died because he died in August of 95. So it was 90, it was the summer of 93 or the summer of 94. Okay. Um, um, it's so a it big was, act to see for your first. Yeah, so it was Grateful Dead is the one I, I remember. For me, it was New Kids on the Block. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yes. And of course, I was I was really young. I don't even know six, seven. My my rich aunt she she got us tickets. We were all in the back, and all I remember is that there was this kid who was sneezing and coughing and snotting all over the place, and that's all I remember about the show. <laughs> so he didn't have the right stuff. No, he didn't have the right stuff. Good one. <laughs> Look at you! I'll find your new kids on the block. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, babe? Um, it was at our Decatur uh, Civic Center, okay. and it was Rat. Oh, rat. Well, what goes double around, T. comes around. Yeah. Yes. Rat double T. I'll tell you why. That's nice. So I think a month afterwards, I, I did see John Cougar Mellencamp oh. and Hart. Ooh. Hart, Hart is one that I've not been able to see yet, and I really want to see. Yeah. That was in that bar. Nancy and Ann. So the sound wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible because they did learn to not get to control the reverb. Yeah. That's interesting. I just want to go. When's your, to, what's your last concert you saw? Uh, my last one I saw was <coughs> Dance Gavin Dance with uh, Under Oath and Veil of Maya. For me, I, it was uh, not a guy that I was a big fan of. Um, Amos Lee. Oh. Ever heard of him? I mean, yeah, he, I had, have. he had a couple of hits. Did he um, make cookies? No. Famous Amos? Oh. No, <laughs> different Amos. Different Amos. Uh, but he had a couple. If a friend of mine got tickets, and I hadn't been to a show in a long time, and so we just went. And he put on a good show, but it wasn't at at that time. I I stopped going to concerts um, as often as I did. Sure. About you. I'm gonna let her answer since her and I go t- together. She's my cigar buddy. Was Eric our last concert? Uh, Eric was not our last concert. Then I forgot. What our last it was Chris Stapleton. He was our last concert. He was our last concert. Oh. Saw him in February before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there is one That's in October. That's a bad concert. That we maybe go, we're talking about going to go see. Which yeah. one? It's in Oklahoma. Which one? Dancing Evan Ants and Olivia. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Vela Maya. Even though they're not my, my band. You know, jam, I, but yeah. I wouldn't mind going. 
Our next tickets we have is March to go see Eric in um, Little Rock, and then we have May to go see him in Vegas. With the Brooks and Dunn now. No, No. maybe. If they're out there at that time with Reba McIntyre, no, he doesn't doesn't have openers. He just plays for three and a half hours. Mm. Sit your ass down. (laughs) Three and a half hours, just concert, concert, concert. I like I like me a good opener though. Hypes I the do crowd too. Um, I do too. Um, when you have so many so many hits though, he doesn't have to. Yeah. The the so when you're like a big big time artist, the problem is like, you know, I want to hear stuff. I mean, that my favorite concert of Eric's was he played "Man Who's Going to Die Young," which is he played thirty six songs that night. Yeah, and like that's just. That's awesome. So we, we were talking just a couple of weeks ago, and do you remember um, Three Doors Down? Mm-hmm. And their big song was Superman. Mm-hmm. So a buddy of mine went to their concert because it played at the River Market here. And I was like, how was it? And this was early 2000s. And he was like, they played Superman four times. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Uh, it's like, that's so sad. Achy Breaky Heart guy used to play it three times. Play <sighs> Achy Breaky Heart to begin the show, in the middle of the show, and to close the show. Um, what's his name? Billy, Billy Ray. Bob Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, they know the moneymakers. Yeah, true. But, yeah. Well, I guess the crowd goes cr- crazy every time. You know, live on your laurels kind of thing. Yeah. That's what yeah. you got. So am I going to tell this Keanu story or what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell the Keanu story. Jesus. So, so everybody knows that I love Keanu, the greatest thespian actor of our time. Um, <laughs> greatest humanitarian of he our is. time. He is. I, he is. Let's get it right. So um, what's his name is the uh, poet laureate, um, the dude out of Austin. Uh, Keanu, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Uh-huh. And Keanu Reeves is the gentleman of our generation. He, Keanu has gone through some shit in his life, and he's still just, you know what? Just, he's a good guy. He's, just, he, yeah. he's a good guy. I, I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that at all. Okay, let's hear uh, the story. So I, I went to go to a um, to a distiller show uh, in, at the House of Blues in Los Angeles, and short girl problems, my sisters and I, we go there early so that we can get a spot because it's general admission and stand where you stand. You end up wherever you are. So we're standing in front of this railing on the second layer so that we can get to the bathrooms or get to the exit real quick. We get our spots at the railing. There's hardly anyone in the venue. Tons of space behind us. And we start hearing this commotion. We start hearing Keanu, Keanu. Hey, Keanu. And in comes this guy, a beautiful man, by the way. Gorgeous man. Because he hasn't aged since the 80s. No, because he's a vampire. So he comes in, and we see him, and he's like, hey, guys, hey, guys. Again, tons of space all around us. But this guy, Keanu, decides to walk in front of my sisters and I, in front of this railing. And when he's passing us, he's like looking at me like, like this, like you know, with his hands out. So for, for the people that's not watching us, open palms. Just open like. palms, <laughs> like looking down because he's so tall. 
And I'm just looking like, who's this fucking asshole? Wait, why are you walking in front of us when you have all this space behind us, asshole? So anyway, there's this girl, this blonde girl who's with him, and she's very happy to be seen with him. And she's like, oh, Kiana, come on, let's go. Let's go. They're going to the back or whatever, the VIP section. And so I'm leaving. I, I have this just deep hatred of this man because I'm like, what the hell was that all about? Why did you have to walk in front of us? Um, my sister, on the other hand, has a completely different recollection. In her mind, she thinks that Keanu was looking at us going with his palms out like this, like, oh, look at these three little girls. So cute. I'm like, that's not what he was thinking. Sorry. <laughs> So what was he thinking? Like, why are you in my way? Yeah, why, that's how it came off to me. Like, what? Okay. But so why course, were you in his way? I, we were there first. <laughs> okay. That's your defense. Okay. We were here first, dude. So what's your take on this, Aaron? I want to take. I want to take Lori's side. No, she was wrong, by the way. <laughs> because I can see. Because I don't see. I do. I don't know the man. But just from what I've seen him interact with people. If you would have seen this venue like, and how much space there was behind like, us. He was probably just doing his rounds and be like, yeah, what? And then you see these three girls like, hey, how you doing? And how to you choose doing? to walk in front of three girls in front of the ra- in front of the railing, like a foot in between me and the railing. He decides to walk he's in a, that I mean, one He's a foot very space skinny man. So he probably just fit right through there. With the five, six feet behind me where he could have walked. Anyway, so that's my Keanu story. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to put you as not a fan. Not a fan. Great guy. Would you want to go see him with his band? No, because they were horrible. (laughs) They were horrible. What is it it called? Like Dog Pound? Something with a dog in it. Yeah. But he. he, Yeah. I've heard stories of them just being horrible. But he's a a good guy. He, He donates his money. He. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. I'm not going to argue that part. Keanu, if you're listening, I still love you. <laughs> Keanu, <laughs> we know that you're listening. <laughs> yeah, we do. Why did you have to walk in front of me? <laughs> he probably has been thinking about that for how long ago was that? 20 years? Yeah, I mean, 15 years? More, more like, yeah, more like 20 years. If you talk to your friend Rivers, tell him I hate him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just want to go listen to live music now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, me too. I can so, sing a song for you right now. Just What are you going to sing? <clears throat> Does he have a good voice? Life is a highway. I've never heard him sing. I actually do have a good voice. He's a uh, screamer. <laughs> it's unclean. That's the... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get the term wrong. He's a screamer. No, I grew up with jazz singers. I, I, I sing. I'm a baritone. You know, it's, I, got, I got some pipes. He's got uh, an interesting taste in music. You've heard some of it. She's driven around with me when, when I've been listening to albums. Did you give me? I have in- introduced her to her new favorite band. It's called Eskimo Cowboy. It's not my new favorite. Can you see this it guy? Is, it is this crazy, funny song. German metal. They're good. They're um, good. It's very good. Yeah, they're good. Did you hear that Cowboy Bebop is coming out as a live action? Have you seen the stills from it? It yeah. looks fucking amazing. Is there a better soundtrack in the entire world no. than the Cowboy Beef? I, I, well, I'm not familiar <clears throat> with to, it. To me, I, I like... It is the greatest soundtrack ever. I, I just I, love that music. Show, um, um, Samurai Shampoo, I like that out, that soundtrack just a little bit better. But Geek. 
<laughs> no, but I cannot. So what it's a nerd. Got, it's got the original composer. You know this. Uh, yeah, it's they're gonna do it well. I think she. I she instant any TV show that I like, she instantly dislikes because that's the way it works. You can. It's true in music apparently as well. So for the record, she didn't like Eric Church initially because mm-hmm. I kind of grooved on him initially, but then she came around. I uh, like Derek. <clears throat> okay, but um, and so uh, but um, Cowboy Bebop. First of all, one of the greatest yeah. TV shows uh, ever, and the music is amazing. Tank, really? Tank, okay. the opening theme song is awesome. It's so it's good. Amazing. And I've 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 started rewatching the series to get ready for yeah, was the live action. I'm gonna finish the boys first, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna. Oh, I'm the gonna boys! Is, so we started doing a thing where every night we're watching one episode of uh, Downton Abbey. Not into Downton Abbey. She she watches different stuff. Have you seen the boys yet? Boys. On Nef- on uh, on Prime. No. It's oh, it's fucked up. Fucked up. <laughs> There's no other answer for it. Yeah. It's it's if superheroes were real, this real is what they would be with like. All the messed up stuff. They would be giant assholes. Yeah, it's a good show. Have you you never watched that? Have you? Uh, okay. After we get done with Downton Abbey, we're going to go to the exact opposite of Downton Abbey and watch The Boys. It's messed up. <laughs> Some exciting, exciting things coming up in our lives. Uh, this is what yeah. we have to look forward to is yep. the next TV show. Yep. <laughs> yep. See, but what's nice is like season three is coming out soon. Are the boys? Yeah. I'm I, well, they're, fil- they're, they're, they're filming three now, so it'll probably be another year. Yeah. So, but. It is. Um, Justin Fields just scored his first career touchdown. Oh, so that means they got rid of Dalton. Oh, they they sat Dalton. Quarterback controversy tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, God. Sports radio is Did you see any of the game this weekend? Of which one? The one that matters. The the Chiefs game? The Manchester United. Uh... Uh, we actually listened to the whole thing on the way to oh, okay. um, Memphis. And it was very... They paint a picture when it comes. Um, the, the call from the... Uh, Fernandez goal sounded like it was amazing, and I and then I finally saw it. Man, what a beautiful shot! Top left corner. Did you listen to the soccer channel or did you listen to the BBC channel? I listened to FC channel. You should listen to the BBC because they also call the games. Really? Yeah, yeah, that was better. It was good. We listen. Yeah, we listened. All to right, it on the they're way. both good, but I like yeah. BBC call because it's more a little more English. Yeah, you'd like it because then you could learn some more English terms. <laughs> Be more pompous. Oh, so I, I, I will say that. So since we went to Memphis last yesterday, I want to give a shout out to Smokers Abbey. They were very nice and jovial with us there. Nice little shop in Memphis. How many things what? did you buy at IKEA? <clears throat> under seven. Um, a little bit more than seven. Um, yeah. But spent less than I we thought we would. I went, we went a full solid half of a store without a cart. And then we stopped and got like the day, the, the Swedish cookies and Swedish fish and shit like that. And then I was like, well, fuck, now I got to get a cart. Yes. So we kind of got what we wanted, but not really. We changed on the fly. I mean, I came up with this really good idea. <laughs> so this <And> this <laughs> jerk. So this thing that my husband has this thing that um, he, he makes these ideas suddenly become his. I, um, <laughs> he, he poo-poos on my idea. 
um, immediately like, no, nah, that's a horrible idea. And then while we're in Ikea goes, hey, what about this? And I'm like, oh, ex- oh, <laughs> oh, you mean the idea that I that you talked about last I talked week? About last week. I had no idea that she talked about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, whatever. So that just means you that wondered you, if he pays attention. He auto declines all of my decisions. <laughs> auto decline. <laughs> but at least he listens because then he can steal them later. Yeah. <laughs> last night we were eating dinner again. She said something and I didn't hear her. I said, huh? She's like, nah. Yeah. Nah. No backsies. <laughs> no, no backsies. I listen to you in general. <laughs> when, when I, I when you, the funny part is when you have so many conversations together, occasionally you're going to miss something. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally something's going to happen and you're just distracted, but I do okay. But I mean, I mean, it's not like, yeah, yeah, occasionally you miss something. I'm not saying you're going to miss as much as Aaron does. I don't miss nearly as much as Aaron I, does. I honestly, I did not hear her say that. Well, thing. I heard you uh, completely call it a bad idea. Oh. <laughs> well, if I call it a bad idea, I heard it. So you, you heard it. I must have been thinking about something else. Oh, sure. This idea was pretty good yeah because we were sitting there came around you convinced him there evidently there's no fucking couches anywhere in the u.s like they just don't exist when did you buy our couch last year yeah they require computer chips like uh, like there's there's just none and then i'm sitting there like everything i'm looking online like it's out of stock out of stock out of stock and i'm sitting there and i see this twin bed i'm like why don't we just make the twin bed into a couch like and a she, day bed. And like then she did bed. that same look where she like looks up and like her eyes get big and like look at me. She's like, like what I just said, like last <laughs> week. I'm like, I didn't know you said that. My husband. Uh, good idea. Yeah. That was a good idea. It's a great idea, Aaron. Thanks. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Cool. This was fun. Yes. Paula, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. Appreciate it. I don't know what we're doing next week, so we'll just yep. decide. So, third call out, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. If you have people who you think would be good fit for our podcast, feel free to, to message Aaron in, in the Instagram, in the gram, uh, so, or myself in Facebook so that we yeah. can... Uh, Keanu, we'd love to hear your take. St- <coughs> we would love to hear Keanu. The Distillers show at the um, House of Blues in Los Angeles. What, 2010-ish? Uh, yeah, but seriously, who would have guessed? Who had in their long-term card him being the nicest guy in Hollywood? Oh, I know. I know. Because that's you, fucked up. You and he is. I mean, that's not, I'm not joking around about that. He's a stand-up guy. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the preview for the new Matrix movie? I've not. Oh. It's so meta. Super meta. You know, Mark's seen all of his movies because I used to take make him go to all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. I love Keanu. <laughs> the cat, like, the cabin or whatever? I thought we would... <laughs> We're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. We'll, we'll talk to everybody next week. <laughs> Maybe good. Later.